This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. JList.com is an online mecca for anime merchandise. Whether you want anime figures, Japanese snacks, anime magazines, toys, bento boxes, or whatever else, visit JList.com because you know they're going to have whatever you're looking for. You can browse their selection for all your anime shopping needs and be supporting this podcast. And now, let's get it started. Welcome oh, yeah, back that. to the most dangerous <laughs> podcast. The most dangerous. We have the most dangerous man. He's a bad man. It could pop out of his underwear at any time. You just never know. His name's Enzo. What is up? Never know. What Whoa. And you've never seen someone more dangerous with a video game controller in her hand. She will straight up smite you in gaming and then throw the controller at you for a straight up concussion combo. It's Mandy. <laughs> You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction voice at aapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Everybody and welcome to episode 421, the 421st episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. I am your host Mitsugi, and I am very pleased to be here with you guys today. I am joined by two lovely people. I have starting from a land where they feast oh, yeah. heavily upon lasagna and slide down the slippery slopes of lasagna noodles into vats of, of double sin chili from the land of Cincinnati. Her name is Mandy. Welcome. Hello. How did, how did Cincinnati become known for lasagna? Double sin. Lasagna. So, lasagna. So, so sinfully delicious that Cincinnati has two sins in it. No. And... And hailing from Brooklyn, where there is always police cars and construction outside his apartment, sitting always. without a shirt, nor a pair of pants, nor socks, but in his pure, unbridled underwear, his name is Enzo, and how are you? Oh, dude, you just made me have goosebumps literally all over my yeah? body. What a welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Wow. Welcome did you, back. Did you guys miss me last week? Yes? No? Yes? What? Uh, no? What? I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, we, we missed you so oh, much. Oh, jeez. Now, okay. quickly, let's play. <laughs> let's do a quick exercise here. We're going to check okay. the sync ratio of, of uh, Mandy and Enzo, much like the sync ratios of an Evangelion, and we are going to oh, see if you two that. can, in sync, say what our tagline is for this podcast. What is the mission of this podcast, my two friends? To make to your make anime addiction worse. worse. Oh my god. Oh, we both started slowing down at difficult, the same time. Difficult when you're not in the same room, but not bad. It's, it's over Very. the airways. It's over the airways. It needs That's work. Why. It needs work. <laughs> because I started slowing down and he started slowing down. Oh man. From this day We're forward, you're going to eat together. You are going to sleep together. You're going to pee together. You're going to file a joint income tax return. Praxis starts now. We have literally done all those things already. 
And if you would like to, to if you would like to check out this podcast and all the social media, you can go to our website, aaapodcast.com. Along the top bar, there's a couple of interesting things for you. You can you can submit a mailbag so you can ask us questions. You can find our Discord by clicking on the join the Discord button, which will take you directly to our Discord page where there are Do it. upwards of 500 mm-hmm. people now chatting and, and Do having it. conversations. It's so much fun. Manga club, D&D, literature club, club, watch parties, on and on. We got it all. And of course, next to that button, you can join the AAA, which will allow you to get exclusive access to over 100 hentai episodes, over 100 hobby addicts, and over 200 after parties, 400 exclusive podcasts to you for a mere couple shackles that will keep this podcast existing so we will reward you for for helping us out so put some put some clothes on my back you know what i'm saying this man is naked he has he can't even have socks we need podcast dollars listen i walked in i walked into enzo's room the other day and trust me not a pleasant sight just tell you that right now it's bad bad the man is sitting on his bed and he's got three count them three holes in every sock with his big toe his middle toe and his small toe sticking out of both socks and i said to him this man's poor just take the damn socks off it takes a special kind of broke to achieve the triple hole in a sock you guys understand what i'm saying right now he can't even afford socks he can't even afford socks (laughs) please subscribe (laughs) help 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 your boy out okay please help help your boy boy out out. (laughs) so um well then, without further ado, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about serious, quote-unquote serious, anime stories that would make successful Hollywood adaptations suggested by Cream Puff from the Discord. So head over to the Discord once again if you want to, you know, be able to do fun things like that. We're also going to wrap up our spring 2018 impressions with Gouda Zeni, Steins Gate Zero, Loop on the Third Part 5, Tadakun Never Falls in Love, and Roku Hyodo Yotsuiro Biori. So... All right, guys. How's everybody feeling today? Pretty good. Everybody feeling spring? Um, I'm I'm really happy to be here, except that I will apologize in advance. My throat hurts. My mm-hmm. nose is stuffed. It's allergy season. It came in real hot this season for me. So if I sound like a fucking nerd, <laughs> excuse me, please. <laughs> well, so long as it's just allergies. Yeah, I'm okay otherwise. Okay. Well, also, today's Mother's Day, so I want to thank all the mothers. I know that my mother is listening. She tolerated many years of being tormented by me and my brother. She sat through Ninja Scroll. She sat through Akira. She sat through probably things worse than Ninja Scroll, all in an effort to help groom me for doing this podcast. So without the mothers, including my mother, there would not be perhaps not an anime podcast for you to listen to. So we love you. Wow. Wow. Yeah, shouts out to the to the shouts out to my mom for always yelling at me to turn off my game, which in which embedded me the need to always find a safe point and explaining mm. that to people. Very useful skill in real life. Well you always find a safe point in life to take a break. It's a shame your mother didn't tell you to put clothes on, but you know. Oh, well, she definitely didn't do that. I can tell. Shout out to my mom for always kicking me off my game so she could play. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Your mom is such a nerd. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump right into the big news of the week. Yeah. It's time for big news of the week. All right. Hajime Isayama, the manga creator of Attack on Titan, shares an, can't talk, shares his inspiration for the Attack on Titan story. 
So those of you that are big Attack on Titan fans, you probably may already know this, but Hajime Isayama shared that he grew up in his hometown of Hita, which is located in Oita, which he described as being a city cut off from civilization by vast, uh, giant, tall mountains. So I guess this city is like nestled in between a bunch of mountains, like in a valley maybe. Yeah. And uh, he grew up wondering whether monsters would lay beyond these quote-unquote walls of, you know, that enclosed his town. And um, which is kind of an interesting visual. So you, you can imagine someone looking at these mountains around your town and picture, thinking of them as giant walls that are trapping you in. And yeah. there's the, you know, there you go. There's the, there's the design for the cities in Attack on Titan. That's actually really cool that um, that's where the, the, the theme kind of really shines through in the show too. The theme of we live within these walls, sometimes it's comfortable, but then sometimes we're afraid of what's outside because it's a whole new world. You know what I'm saying? Can I ask you a question, Enzo? Yeah, man. Do you ever feel bad for the Titans? Um, it, it's wild. It's really actually interesting you ask me that because I do sometimes feel bad for the Titans because as far as we know, they're just doing their own thing, man. They're just hungry. They're trying to live. <laughs> I mean, you, know? I, you, you, and the, you and the Titans have so many things in common. You, you're both hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, you're, you're both hungry. <laughs> Buy me a pizza. Mm. And like That's the Titans, good. you are always naked. <laughs> Enzo is a pizza Titan, I, yes. I'm a, I'm upset because I I can't I can't argue these points. You are a pizza titan. <laughs> pizza am, titan. Uh, my name is Enzo Badia and I am a pizza titan. It's <laughs> my first step to recovery, there, everyone. Well, at least you can admit it. You got eleven more to go. So also, <laughs> Hajime Isayama said that he felt that uh, he felt were very restless as a teenager and eventually left his town out of what he called a sense of inferiority. I'm not really sure why. Maybe he just felt like living in the boonies made him not as good of a person. Okay. It was his frustration that eventually channeled into Attack on Titan as the two main themes of the story are oppression and release. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I'm glad that my extrapolation was kind of on, on in line. Keep yeah. it in your pants, Enzo, that you're not wearing. Do you guys remember when he was like really into Game of Thrones and he redrew like a bunch of Titans as Game of Thrones or Game of Thrones characters as Titans? Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I gotta find the picture of it. Yeah, link mm. me though. That's that sounds that sounds interesting. <laughs> like one of them was Tyrion. <laughs> I could totally see Tyrion as a Titan, like like the small Titans too. <laughs> so pretty cool. It's always cool to hear the inspiration behind popular stories you know because until absolutely the, you don't always get that info so when you do get it it's kind of special so it's very interesting and i know there are a lot of there are definitely a lot of attack on titan fans out there so you know if you want to read more about this you can find it on various websites where you can probably read the entire interview so any other comments or shall we continue no that was cool no, I, I'm, I'm really happy about learning put that. some pants on for god's sake i can't there's not enough subscribers Oh <laughs> shit! Can't even afford pants. No, I need help. This is this is sad. Moving on. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, so for the good, the bad, and the moe, we have uh, 
For the good, Dragon Ball voice actress Masako Nozawa receives the, Japan's, the Japanese government's Child Welfare Award. The Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare awarded Nozawa with its special award uh, for her contributions to the sound upbringing of children. Nozawa has voiced roles for over 200 anime, but is most known for her role as Goku in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So, and I kind of agree because Goku, I feel like, kind of raised me like a father, to be honest. And Yeah, in a, in a weird way, kind of same. So, mm-hmm. in a weird way, this woman raised me as a father, even though she's a woman. So, thank you. So, happy Mother's <laughs> Day to you also. Happy Mother's yeah. Day to her. Yeah. She seems like a sweet lady, too. And, well, we know she's great at screaming. <laughs> she definitely has, she's just screaming down packed as an art. Yeah. Can you imagine how horrifying it would be growing up to have Goku screaming at you? Like, if you were misbehaving? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, just Go think about that. Go to your room! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, for the bad, we had a death in the anime community. Uh, Wicked City, Space Adventure Cobra... Music composer Osamu Shoji passed away. Osamu Shoji died on April 30th due to a malignant due to a malignant lymphoma. He was 85. He composed music for Space Adventure Cobra, Wicked City, Galaxy Express 999, Blackjack, and the 2016 anime film A Silent Voice used his classic 1972 composition Kaiju No Ballad as one of the themes in the movie. So, very, very well-known uh, composer in the anime community passes on, but I'm, I'm glad you made it to 85. That sounds like a pretty good length of time yeah. on this earth, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good chunk of time, you know? And, yeah. And yep. there's a legacy there, so that's always something that... When when people that when people pass away, I think it's always important to think about the legacy left behind. So that's cool. Well... You know, like, eight, 85 years, cool composer, left behind a lot of good music, so yep. that's awesome. And for the Moe, the winners of the 42nd Kodansha Manga Awards are out. So there are three categories, Shonen, Shoujo, and General. The winner of the General categories were Sanju Mariko. I don't know. I don't read manga, but maybe Mandy knows some of these. Sanju Mariko, written by Yuki Ozawa, published by published in the in B Love. Fragile um, Byori Kishi Keiichiro no Shoken by Saburo Megumi and Bean Kusamizu, published in Afternoon. Both of those won in one in the general category. Shonen category was won by B Stars by Padu Itagaki yeah. and Arslan Senki by Hiromu Arakawa. Oh, cool. Good job, Arslan Everyone Senki. Everyone is telling me to read B Stars, so I'm going to get on it. Manga Club? Manga Club? Maybe. Join the Discord. Manga Club. Come on. Come on, yes, people. Yes, right now we're reading... Well, it'll be too late when this comes out, but uh, what, this Wednesday we're reading Bakuman. Oh, right. I'm missing out on Bakuman? Yep. Ah, I'll try and Volumes catch up. Volumes 1 through 3 for I, people I, who are I, watching I live. That. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> for for the... Then the Shoujo category, Tomei na Yurikago from San Fu, uh, Kain. Oh, that might be the third word in the title. I don't know. This is a Tome na Yurikago San Fujinkain. Wow, that's a long title. Kangoshi Minarai Niki by Baka Okita, published in Hasu Kiss, and Koiwa Zurai no Eli by Momo Fuji, published in Dessert. There's a crap load of like manga publications. Crap, good lord. So congratulations oh. to all those people that won. It's uh, have you heard of any of these other than B Stars and Arslan Senki? 
Um, I've heard, well, yeah, I've heard of those two, and Lovesick Ellie, which is the one that you, the last one that you just read. Um, the English title is Lovesick Ellie. I've heard of that one. I haven't read it yet, though. Some of these, I was looking them up because I didn't know if maybe I knew the English titles and not the Japanese ones. A lot of these don't have English translations yet, mm, so. Not yet, maybe. I mean, after winning an award, probably, maybe? Like, do you think, uh, that, up, do you think that ups the chance see. of them getting translated? Possibly. We'll find cool. out. <laughs> I'm still waiting. But yeah, some of these I've never heard of. I'm still waiting for a, a, an anime adaptation of Onani Master Kurosawa. That's a manga that I really like, but I doubt that'll ever happen. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, the next segment, assuming I can find the drop, which is has been... I is believe be- in you. Well, finding the drops is becoming harder and harder, but I found it. Here we go. <laughs> hot new anime releases and uh since that drop is heavily laden with yu yu haku show i should make a note that for those of you that play puzzles and dragons starting monday um may 14th and probably running for about two weeks the puzzles and dragons will be having a collaboration with yu yu haku show where you will be able to capture most of the characters from yu haku show all the heroes and some of the villains including the including the taguro brothers so in case you care um Hot new anime releases. Viz Media produces an animated series, Seis Manos, for Netflix. So this matters really because Viz Media is producing its first ever animated series. I I, I was kind of shocked by this because Viz Media doesn't make, doesn't produce it, doesn't create anime. They just like hmm. license it. So I don't right, know. Right, that's interesting. Okay, do you think, like over under, do you think it'll be good? I don't, I don't know anything about this. Seis Manos. Um, the, well, let me, let me read the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Netflix describes, describes a story set in Mexico in the 1970s. Seis Manos enters the three orphaned martial arts warriors who join, for, who join forces with a DEA agent and a Mexican federale to battle for justice after their beloved mentor is murdered on the streets of their tiny border town. That's potential. Yeah. Well, that you know has potential to be pretty badass. Yet another Netflix anime that doesn't at all sound like what you're nor- what you're used to, right? Um, yeah. So, so um, in case you know, just for the people out there that don't speak Spanish, seis manos means six hands in Spanish. Mm, so it six makes sense hands. as three martial arts warriors because they Got have six it. hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I so that synopsis, you know, it's very vague. Could also be you can also call it generic, but I like that it's set in Mexico. That's cool. Yeah. That's that's cool. I like that it's Mexican people in Mexico. That's also cool. So I'm in. Like, I'll try it. I'll try it. And, and like, for Vizmi to come out now to do their first pr- production, they had to have been taking notes from pretty much every anime they've ever licensed. So I'm, I'm, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to come, come out swinging pretty strong. I mean, yeah, at this point, I'm pretty much willing to give anything that comes out of Netflix a shot. That too. Yeah. But... I'm a little hesitant because Viz Media is not experienced in making anime. So, but I mean, I already pay for Netflix, so it's not like I have to pay extra to watch this or even to check it out. So yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Um, the, the next one on the list here is um, the novel Boku wa Robot Goshi no, no Kimi ni Koe o Suru gets an anime movie called I, oh, wow. called I Fall in Love With You Through a Robot. 
Um, the synopsis <laughs> set in the year 2060. This one kind of sounds like an Enzo anime set in the year 2060. Yeah, I'm so in. <laughs> the, the novel yeah. fall follows a love story uh, as Tokyo's third Olympics draws near. Uh, Takeru Oosawa, who works for the AI Robot Technology Research Lab, is chosen as a member of the National Secret Project using humanoid robots with the help of childhood friend and co-worker Yuichiro Amano and his sister Saki. Takeru tries his best to reach his objectives. However, the situation changes when Saki's office receives a warning note for terrorism. Oh, that took a turn. That, that took a turn <laughs> I was not expecting. Boku wa yeah. Robot Goshi no Kimi ni Koi Osuru is a long-running novel by Yusuke Yamaguchi, and it has sold over 170,000 copies. So, so is it a romance? <laughs> I don't. Well, that synopsis, I'm not sure. That, that's <laughs> what is that? Well, um, yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Well, okay. A couple of things about the synopsis that get me interested. Um, first of all, it sounds like sci-fi, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. So that, that's a check for me. There's the word love is in there, so like that's a check for me. <laughs> oh, that, for, for Enzo to watch it, all you have to do is put love in the title. You heard it. Yeah, but make it cute, good art, cute sci fi. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah, it does say sci fi romance. Interesting. In other words, Enzo's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's my uh that's my that's my little area right there. Just heartwarming robots stuff and, and thank goodness robots. because anytime i need love i always know i can count on enzo yeah i got you baby all <laughs> right so again that one's called i fall in love with you through a robot so which is not grammatically correct but hey that's that's japan oh uh, re- really quick mandy is one hundred seventy thousand a lot uh, of what? No. Wait, what? Well, oh, the, the novel copies is that a lot of copies? Oh, um. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a lot, considering in the news break coming up, the the uh, the Attack on Titan Volume Twenty Five sold like one point three one point one million copies of that manga in like a okay. week. So <laughs> I'm guessing it's not a lot. This is but. total. Oh, okay. So this is total. No, I don't think that's a whole lot. Hmm. Well, sometimes but, um, sometimes it's just the story that that, that they want and not the pre-established popularity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious. I wonder because he. It, you know, rel- relativity matters with the numbers like that, but okay. I still think it's cool sounding, though. I think it's coming from a light novel. Um, I don't know as much about light novels and manga, but... All right, well, well um, gotcha. typically sell. Enzo gave it his, uh, his, his romance uh, stamp of approval, so let's move <laughs> on. Trivia this week. The answer for the trivia is still along the theme of areas of Tokyo, where I show you a picture of an area of Tokyo, and you have to tell me what borough it is. This time it was Shibuya, and I was actually surprised that so many people got it right because it wasn't all that obvious. But um, way too many correct answers to read. But this answer, with this, the winner this week is, is Cherry Face yet again, who won last week. So congratulations again! You have literally done something that is not very likely. So well done. And yeah, um, congrats. Luck you is to, on your side, friend. That's right. If you go to the website aaapodcast.com after you're done. Going to the, get signing up for the Discord and going to AAAPodcast.com forward slash join so you can join our the, the animatic ranks. You can uh, play the trivia at the bottom of the website, and this is the last round of of the current trivia. So next week we will be giving something away. So as always, anything else, guys? No, uh, nope. I'm having a good time. You having a good mm-hmm. time? You feeling good? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want me to do the in-show weekly trivia? Are you feeling good in, or, your, uh, in your underwear? In oh, yeah. All right, Manny, <laughs> since you're so excited about the in-show trivia, why don't you read it? <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z, which other Z fighter does or goes with Goku to get his driver's license? You know the answer to that question? Hmm. Yes. I don't know if I know. Blaspheme. All right, and when we get back, we're going to be taking care of that, and we'll be and we'll be doing a, a main topic on serious anime stories that would make successful Hollywood adaptations, suggested by Cream Puff from disc from our Discord. So stay tuned, and we're going to get back with that in a minute. So don't go anywhere, or um, Enzo will cry. I will. I actually will though. He'll sob. Don't go. Please. Hey everybody, it's Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Leading us off, this time, Kadokawa's monthly new type magazine does have anime rankings that go out seemingly every month, and this past month, Cardcaptor Sakura is dominating their rankings. The new clear card sequel to Cardcaptor Sakura, the characters Lee, Shioran, and Sakura Kinamoto both placing first place in their respective character categories, which are improvements from last month where Lee placed 10th in the most popular male character and Sakura placed 4th in the most popular female character. Also, Cardcaptor Sakura has placed first place overall in the best anime series for the month, the top 5 being Persona 5 The Animation, Sword Art Online, Gun Gale Online, Darling in the Franks, Fate Extra Last Encore, and then of course Sakura and Cardcaptor Sakura are top of the list. So, for those of you that uh, follow New Type, there are your rankings. Next up, Cowboy Bebop is getting a cafe in the Good Smile Animate Cafe. They are creating some of the food and environments seen in the series, right down to the bell peppers and beef, which of course we all know had no beef. Visitors can visit the cafe and can have some of the following food items. The bell peppers and beef plate, a Samba mushroom burger, Oniyate ranch special son of a gun, Ganymede seafood pizza, spaghetti with meatballs, Dark Knight's heavy rock dessert, and the I warned you dessert. I have no idea what half of these items are, but it's pretty cool to see a Cowboy Bebop cafe, and they're also selling items such as uh, mixed drinks, coffees, and of course, merchandise as well. So if you're in Japan and you love Cowboy Bebop, make your way over to the Good Smile Animate Cafe and you can check this out. Next, we have some sales reports from, Band from Bandai Namco. They announced that the Dragon Ball Fighter Z anime-based video game has sold 2.5 million copies worldwide. Namco Bandai also had said that they expected the Dark Souls 3 and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 games to reach 2, 2 million copies sold. However, the two games combined actually sold closer to 5 million, which is a pretty good showing for, for anime-based titles like Dragon Ball Z. So, I guess we're going to be seeing more of these games coming out in the future. So, for those of you that were big fans of Dragon Ball Fighter Z or the Dragon Ball franchise, that's good news for you. And rounding us out, we have Japan's monthly manga and light novel rankings for April, giving you the top five here. Nanatsu no Taizai Volume 31 with nearly 400,000 copies sold. Dungeon Meishi Volume 6 with about 420,000 copies sold. Yotsuba 2 Volume 14 sold 470,000 copies. Kingdom Volume 50 
comes in second place with nearly 700,000 copies sold. And of course, number one, volume 25 of Attack on Titan, coming in with just over 1 million copies sold. So uh, the Titan of anime is also the Titan of manga. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey, Mandy, you look troubled. What's wrong? Butts. Uh, excuse me? It's all of these anime boy butts. There's just so many of them. I can't decide what's my favorite. I- I've tried to categorize them by firmness, bounciness, rotundness. Okay, okay, okay. Two things. First, you may need some serious help. Second, why don't you go look at the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast website? Uh, can that help me get to the bottom of this? Stop. You know, puns are my thing, right? Also, no, it won't help you with that at all. You are beyond help. But on our website, you can find all our past shows, along with reviews and trivia. Sign up today, and you'll have access to our Hobby Addicts and Hentai episodes. Hentai episodes? So I can hear other people review butts for me? Uh, sure. I I guess if you want to look at it that way. Now that's something I can get behind. (laughs) Cheeky. Never, never, never. Tomorrow night. Let the people know. <laughs> dangerous, most dangerous. Dangerous man that's sitting in his underwear and oh, yeah, so is the most dangerous. <laughs> wow, it's, it's suddenly so hot in my room. I can't. I don't understand what's going on. That that, that just did it for you. Oh, Welcome yeah, back that's... to the most dangerous <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the most dangerous. We have the most dangerous man. He's a bad man. It could pop out of his underwear at any time. You just never know. His name's Enzo. What is up? Never know what happened, baby. And you've never seen someone more dangerous with a video game controller in her hand. She will straight up smite you in gaming and then throw the controller at you for a straight up concussion combo. It's Mandy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hello. Concussion combo. And, for, and, I, and and as for me, ah, oh yeah, you just never know when I'll cut my head shaving. Oh yeah, you never know. The baby will bleed anytime he wishes. Welcome back to the podcast. Are we all Welcome jacked up and good to go? To this very yeah, that was hype. All right, so we're gonna be. Oh yeah, we haven't answered the intro trivia question, which was uh, in the in, in Dragon Ball Z, which other Z fighter goes with Goku to get oh, his yeah. driver's license? Enzo, you know the answer without cheating. My best, my mean. My best guess is the brother himself, Piccolo. 
Did you really know that, or you did you look at it? No, at I didn't know that. I, that's like the come on. That's, of all the people to guess, like it's not gonna be Chi Chi. She doesn't have the patience for that. Chi Chi's a bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Piccolo, right? It has to be. It's Piccolo. Hell yeah, that's the that's the boy. That's the true homie since day one. That's right. So congratulations, you are indeed the winner of Does Mitsugi's Mom Know? Just wow. Kidding. Can I get? Can I be a host on the podcast now? You can. Wow. <laughs> All right, My so um, true. <laughs> we are doing our main topic, which was, which was suggested by Cream Puff, serious anime stories that would, that would make successful Hollywood adaptations, the key word mm. being successful. So okay. let's not just throw like anything out there like Super Lovers or something, because that's not going to be successful. <laughs> but serious is also the key word. Serious, yeah, serious anime <laughs> stories. So um, that just sounds so pretentious. So yeah, right? uh, who, who would like to uh, begin? Uh, I can go first. Yeah, just don't um, move. Just don't to move around too sprightly, like because you, your your balls might pop out. Okay, okay, I'll try my best. Um, I think so. I, I I saw the the pics that you guys wrote down. And you guys wrote down a lot of really good ones that I think. I would have written down had I not seen you guys sure. them first. No, no for likely, sure, for sure. It's a likely story. But um, so I re- I reverted back to a genre of anime that I like a lot, which is music. And I think Kids on the Slope Ooh. could be... I, this, I think there's a live action coming, like a series, but I think it could be a really good movie. And, um, and the reason I think that is because if you put the production behind this project that was put behind a movie like Whiplash... It could really work. Um, have you guys seen the movie Whiplash? No, I have not. Nope. So it's a it's a movie about uh, a jazz drummer student in college, and he gets he gets invited he gets into this really tough music school, and then in that music school he gets noticed for his drumming, so he gets taken into a really like super duper hardcore like small niche team like small niche band under this extremely strict music director. And the drumming in it is insane. It's a really good, accurate jazz drumming. So I think, and that and that movie won a lot of awards. It's the same. It's the same people that made La La Land, I believe. Um, they directed La La Land. So I think with that kind of production behind it, I think Kids on the Slope could be a really good love story that has oh, here the comes. theme of music. That has a the theme of music behind it because Kids on the Slope has everything. It has conflict between two friends, conflict between. Two friends I like. Um, be, no, sorry. It has conflict between two friends, love, love interests, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it has a really beautiful way of portraying music in the anime. So I think that in a two-hour, La La Land, whiplashy, grandiose kind of context could really work on the big screen. Yeah, I think I think it came out in March. I, I remember seeing it come up in uh, news. But um, well, my nipples are hard yeah. with excitement. <laughs> okay well thank you for that you're, you're satisfied you're satisfying the oscar community yep totally nice. i think it, i think it, it, because the question says hollywood i think this would really work off the off the coattails mm, yeah. of whiplash alone so yeah it doesn't seem like a movie that would, re- would require a very big budget so mm, probably the probably the budget will probably go into just like original soundtracks if we're not going to use pre-existing jazz licenses um, but aside from that, I think it'll just be a normal movie budget with no CG, really, just like people play music instruments. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like the CG is what usually costs a lot. 
So. Oh, you know what? Captain Avatar in the chat. Let's just bring Yoko Kano on it. There's no reason why she can't do the sound the sound uh, directing for it. You know? I mean, yeah. It's based yeah. on totally. a, you're, ba- you're, you're basing it on an anime that she wrote the music for anyway, so you exactly. might as well. Exactly. Might as well. Exactly. I'm Good all in, Yoko Kano. No shit. Cool. <laughs> no shit. So <laughs> my first pick here is piggybacking off of the of off of the mecha movie success from of Transformers and Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim sort of being successful, but Transformers obviously successful, financially at least. And that would be uh, Pat Labor, which is a sort of forgotten anime franchise that like hasn't gotten much. I don't think I've ever heard of it myself. No. So Pat Labor takes place in what what um what was at the time the future, but you know in the anime they say it's like around 1998 to 2002. But Pat Labor is fairly old, so that for them was the future at the time. Robots robots called Labors are used in like lots of industry work, like construction and whatnot. But there's also the Tokyo police who have as their own fleet of laborers that are used to patrol the city, which is how they got the name Pat Labor, which is the patrol laborers, to combat okay. crimes and terrorism and deal with accidents that involve these robots. So the story usually revolves around the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Special Vehicle Section 2, Division 2. So you could think like Bubblegum Crisis sort of, where you have like, people in robot suits fighting robots, you know, or like Dominion Tank Police where you have police in tanks fighting, you know, other criminals. And then this is along, sort of in the same vein, you know, it's police fighting criminals, but they're using giant mech robots to fight other robots. So there's like a lot of robot combat. So it would be an action, it would be an action movie. It It would have to have a pretty big budget probably, but it would be like an action movie. That would have some comedy in it because Pat Labor definitely has a lot. This definitely has some significant comedy in it, and it would be a lot of like a crime drama, probably crime <laughs> drama slash slash robot action movie. So I'm sure that, that um, like I'm sure that Sir Michael Bay would love it. He would, uh, Sir, Sir Michael Bay. I would, I would like Sir Michael Sir. Bay if it was written by someone else. First. He has been knighted, <laughs> Sir Michael Bay. Sir Michael Bay would, um. Would love to do this because it would have lots of explosions, or it could. I think I think with his name, with a good team around him, it could definitely make money in Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Would you want it to stick really close to the story? Or would you? Yeah. Or would you give them some liberty to make it work? I mean, I I think if they just keep the concept, like it doesn't have to be the exact same crimes, the exact same like shot shot for shot copy carbon copy of the anime. You know, right. if they just keep the concept of like, you know, this 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 um, police division in in these giant robots that are using them to combat crime that are being committed with other giant robots. Like as long as they keep the general concept the same, I don't really care that the villains or whatever are the same um, because people that watch the movie, most of them aren't going to have watched Pat Labor and right. they won't know what it's they won't know what it is about. But I think the movie might need a different name. Because Pat Labor just doesn't jump off the screen at you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really yeah. shout, holy shit, you got to watch this. Like, everyone knows Transformers. Pacific Rim makes sense because it's, like, about monsters coming out of the rift in the ocean or whatever. Right. And so you might need another title. But, and you could, it could still be based on Pat Labor, the same thing. Just give it a different name that's a little fancier. And, yeah. and that probably, sounds awesome, dude. And probably put it in Chicago or something. Because otherwise, because... I don't know that anybody's gonna watch a want to watch a movie that's in Tokyo. So yeah, that, I would. That's cool. I'm I'm down for like a, a mech a mech movie again. I lo- I like Pacific Rim a lot. 
It's more people it, love big robot movies too. So yeah, it's higher risk because it's gonna cost a lot of money. They're gonna be blowing shit up, destroying things using CG. But you know, if Pacific Rim can break even at least, then you know this could break even also. So. Yeah, it might even be you might <clears throat> doing a mech. A CG movie could give you some 3D possibilities too that are really cool. Also, I like seeing movies in 3D. I'm I'm on that team. Oh yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm I don't like I'm not in love with 3D movies, but I could see how this could this would definitely be a movie that would be offered in 3D. Probably at right. IMAX also. Cause uh, yeah, IMAX 3D Michael Bay movie that sounds like money. Boom! There you go. Sells yeah, it sells itself. Next, I think so. Hmm? Uh, so yeah, when I did mine, I keyword was uh, successful so i was trying to think of ones that uh would appeal to a western crowd didn't have to take place in japan because we know that if hollywood does it it's not going to take place in japan (laughs) and uh, yeah (laughs) and um things that weren't overly or didn't scream anime so not like comedies or anything but my first one was psychopaths Mm. oh yeah dude (laughs) Because, um, and I'm, I'm sure everybody already knows what psychopaths is, but, you know, it takes place in future dystopia where people's mental states are being scanned to see if they're capable of a crime. And then authorities are alerted when excessive uh, ratings are detected and then public safety bureaus are dispatched to either arrest or kill them. But um, it already bears similarities to, like, Minority Report. Yeah. Oh, totally. And even though it takes place in Japan, I don't I don't think it really has to be in Japan. Nope. Do you think so? No. No, no so. not really. I think it could easily yeah. be changed. <clears throat> Just put it in New and, York. It's uh, easiest for Western audiences. Yeah. Yeah. It could totally take place in New for York sure. for sure. That would probably need a lot of CG too, I think. Maybe. But um, yeah, I think that would do really well. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a, like a RoboCop 1984 Oh mm-hmm. yes, good, good, good sources of influence there. And you know what? Sure. If, if it comes out sooner than later, it could ride off the sci-fi coattails of the uh, Blade Runner that just came out. <clears throat> yeah, that, I don't think it, the, I, I could see that similar vibe. You know, but, but didn't the Blade Runner movie not do well? I feel like it was a flop. It, it I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's, it wasn't the, a major success. It just, it wasn't a flop though, but I think that that movie having come out, it kind of puts sci-fi back on the tongues of people. So if this came out soon, I think people will actually try because sci-fi is kind of like back-ish in the movies, you know? For sure. And isn't there another Matrix coming? Yeah. That's, I think there's yeah. rumors or, or something or, or like a cast kind of already set, but I'm not, I'm not sure, but I did hear that. The Blade Runner movie was a was a definitely a a, a flop. I mean, <clears throat> it made two hundred and fifty. So the benchmark is a movie has to double its budget to 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 make the money back for the studio because they have to give so much Correct. to the theaters. So yeah. on a, on a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, Blade Runner made two hundred and sixty million, which you would probably call that a narrow loss, which is a bummer. Probably that's yeah that that is a bummer. I actually never looked up the numbers. I just assumed it made it broke even at least, which I think it did. I guess, but. Like I said, not a, not a major major success. Not for the not for the star power it had. Not easy to bring a movie a movie franchise back though after thirty six years. I mean, come on, that's a that's long true. time. That's true. So, do you think Psychopaths would have to be like a trilogy? You think? Because hmm. I don't know. Could they condense that all into one? Um, I think. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, by the way, apologies for everyone listening. I my throat. <laughs> I keep clearing my throat. I'm sorry, but. I think if you. they just if they choose the arc like the main arc and stick to the just main the arc, main arc, yeah. 
like the relationship between I forgot their main character, like the girl, the main guy, and the main villain. If they just stick to that, you, you know, the opening credits could be uh, the memory that the main guy has with the main villain. Then you can cut to the girl waking up, and you can, and then she can intro- she can be our vessel into the narrative of the, of the movie, just like she is in the anime. And mm-hmm. I think that can start off with like a lot of context for what the plot is, and then I think that villain lends himself naturally, kind of like a he could be like, does he could play the role the same way the Joker does in The Dark Knight, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously not as crazy, but that kind of villain, because um, he's he's pretty chaotic evil. But um, so yeah, so <laughs> actually no, he's probably like. He's probably like lawful evil. No, I don't know. Whatever. No, he's he, no, he's definitely chaotic evil. Anyway, but uh, I think I think you could work with one movie. I think that plot mm-hmm. is not super thick, where it can't work in two hours. Yeah, for sure. What Enzo said. Yeah, what he said. I was looking for the nerd alert drop, but I just can't find anything. You can't <laughs> what was, find it. Was that was that nerd alert worthy? <laughs> it definitely was. What the uh, hell is what, it? I wonder if he's chaotic evil or is he lawful evil? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, I have I have ideas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, okay. I am going... Both of these next two are a little similar for me, but it's just because I think American audiences like this kind of shit. And the first one I'm going to go with is Gunsmith Cats. Um, <clears throat> pretty pretty obvious why. Uh, hot girls with guns fighting and, fighting and sometimes committing crimes. Rally Vincent knows... This is the synopsis from my anime list, so prepare yourself. Um, Rally Vincent knows her weapons well, while her partner Minnie Mae Hopkins loves to play with explosives. The, the, the pair run a gun shop illegally, and one day Bill Collins of um, ATF blackmails Raleigh and Minnie Mae into working for the ATF. Little do they know they are getting involved in a mission larger than they can handle or imagine. Um, so this is basically a crime drama with um, hot girls shooting guns and driving fancy cars. And I think they drive a Shelby. Awesome. Co- I think they drive a Shelby Cobra, and they're definitely both really hot. And they like to blow <clears throat> shit up and shoot guns. So, you could think like, I don't know, the Tomb Raider movies were successful. So, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't uh, say. That- well, you, you know what's coming out is that Ocean's Eight. I think is coming out. Oh, which yeah, is like, all just female like cast now. Eight, it's it's all it's like Ocean's Eleven, but it's all female, and yeah. it's eight like of the probably the, I think the probably the most badass like female actors out there right now. I think that movie. So be, this I reminds mean, me of that, and I think this could work even better than Ocean's Eight that's coming out because this sounds more like more unhinged fun. Let's let's pump the brakes on Ocean's Eight. I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a, fa- a major failure. So, you know. Uh. Who's to say? I, I, I'm not. I don't think it's gonna make bajillions dollars, but who's to say? I just want to pump the brakes on that. You know, like we, if we learned anything from Ghostbusters three, you know. Oh, that movie got com- shat on so com- hard. Completely displacing all of the characters that people love the prior movies for is probably not necessarily the best way to make a sequel. But I mean, you're not wrong. You're not. I mean, wrong. you basically yeah. tossed out all these famous d- people. Brad Pitt's not in it. George Clooney's not in it. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Matt Damon's not in it. I mean, I mean, geez, Louise, you just you just eliminated like three of Hollywood's biggest stars. So, I don't know, but Julia yeah. Roberts is famous. So she is very famous. <laughs> you never know. I um, think that, I think I think that concept could work. How do you do? You have a certain style in mind for how you picture it in your head. Well, Gunsmith Cats is very a sort of a jazzy, um, stylish OVA. The music's awesome. very, very much like a bebop style, and mm. um, 
Like I think did you got to you got to you got to keep the action and the sex and the sex appeal. You know, like it's it is what it is. You know, I'm not gonna change the you know, gunsmith cats entirely. Um, yeah, I think they that? keep it how it is. What was that movie that just came out that Edgar Wright directed? Oh, Driver, Drive, Draw. Edgar Wright. I don't know. Edgar Wright. No, Edgar. I'm. Looking. I don't know who that is. To be honest. Oh, uh, he did. He did like Shaun of the Dead as well. Hmm. Oh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Did you see Baby I didn't Driver? See that. Did you see that? Uh, I did see it. It kind of sounds like the kind of. I think that vibe could fit your gun, your movie idea for sure. Mm. I'm surprised you I think, I think I think you might agree. I'm surprised you haven't seen Gunsmith Cats. I mean, it's a very short watch. It's very yeah, good. It's very good. It's three episodes long. It's it's worth watching for to everybody. I think it, I will. This sounds like this sounds like my jam for sure. I would say that I I think that boy, it's a, it's tough between the, the opening theme of Bebop and the opening theme of Gunsmith Cats. They're very similar, but hmm, that's a tough one. It's only three episodes, huh? Yeah, it's an OVA. Came out in the nineties. So Interesting. it's one of those forgotten gems, you know, hmm. but it's one of those forgotten yeah. gems that doesn't require a lot of investment of your time. So it's easy to watch very quick. Totally. I wrote it down. <clears throat> yeah, cool. I'll, I'll watch that. Mandy, if you want to watch that with me, like I'm down sure. to try it out for sure. Um, I, I can go next. if you're done, Mitch. I vote watch party on the discord for gunsmith cats. Oh, I'm <laughs> in. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll announce we'll announce a time on the Discord. Just be on the lookout for that. I Finally, I, I we watch, have a watch, watch party channel too. Finally, yeah. a watch party that I that I will participate in. <laughs> we have pleased the Pope, and you can, and we could probably watch it all in one sitting because it's only an hour. Yeah, so. yeah, we should do that. We should just block it out, block out a night for it, and just let's just do it with the listeners on the Discord. All right, I'm I'm curious to hear what other ingenious suggestions you guys have. Okay, so I, I have a I let you guys pick my next pick. So should I go with another music one? Or should I go with a more drama-heavy one? Drama-heavy. Break it up. Okay. So yeah. I think, <clears throat> and for this one, I would give the director, because I would trust him, a lot, not, not a lot of leeway, but enough leeway to fit it to his style. But I think that Christopher Nolan could super kill Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. Mm. Because I think Christopher Nolan, so I saw Dunkirk when it came out. And not my favorite movie in terms of like plot that came out, but the way that man used sound design to really o- over two hours just like g- put more and more and more and more weight on your shoulders about these human beings going through this extremely stressful situation. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's war. I think the I think if he took the characters from Tokyo Magnitude 8.0, you know, he's, the movie starts, you cut to them their daily lives they're doing this thing all of a sudden the biggest earthquake in tokyo happens and then you focus on a few survivors that are together and you can follow the anime arc or you can not follow the anime arc but i think nolan could super super kill this uh idea because he handles stress so well in all in, in all his movies like in the dark knight series that's heavy um dunkirk super heavy tension and then, um, oh my God, the space one. Uh, I forgot the name of the space one. Interstellar. That's really, Interstellar. Thank you so much. Man. That's a crazy movie. It's a crazy yeah. movie, but but to, but in the context of that crazy movie, it still felt human, which is incredible. So it got a little I convoluted think, at the end, but but that that was a good movie. Totally. Um, and I think I can picture scenes where like 
the like, like strong characters break down and finally cry from how stressed they are and how they just admit it to themselves that there's no hope left, blah, 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 blah. And then we can end it with like a little light in the dark or we cannot. And that's Nolan's style. So I think this movie mm-hmm. could make some serious money. He could and he could maybe even do a set in Japan for the Japanese people, too. Who's to say? And and if we've learned anything about um, Volcano starring Tommy Lee Jones, it's that America loves natural disaster movies. Yeah, they do. Every time there's one, my dad is always super on it. He's like, I want to go see this movie. He loves them. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think it could work. I think it'd super work if we if he has some leeway away from like the the anime's main arc. Um, yeah. If he just focused on like the humanity of the situation, I think. Could, oh, could the humanity! Work. Oh, the humanity! <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, you're next. All right, so my next one, and I'm really surprised Mitz didn't put this down, but my next one is Monster. Oh, um, baby! Guillermo del Toro was already working, like planned to do a monster, but for some wait, reason it was dropped. Wait, 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 wait! Del Toro yeah. was yeah. about to do monster. Yeah, apparently what? it's been dropped though. So, but I still, I still think that would make a fantastic wow. Hollywood movie. So I, f- I found this awesome manga shot fr- from Monster of um, Johan talking, and he says, and it, and I think I posted it in our group text thing. But he goes, oh, "Yeah, you yeah. do, you do." It's yeah. like raining down his face, and he's just looking at the sc- dead at the screen, and he goes, "The only thing all humans are equal in is death." Oh yeah. Yeah, so you posted that. that I was really surprised you didn't put Monster on your list. I was looking like he didn't put Monster. I was like, well, I'm gonna put Monster. Good. Well, I'm glad you did because that means you are smarty pants. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Monster would be fantastic. I mean, we people love thrillers too, especially murder mysteries. Yeah, especially and by Del Toro, dude. What? Yeah. yeah. What? I don't oh know what happened. God, what to a missed it. opportunity! I see Rose in the chat says that he pitched it to HBO, but they said no. Oh, HBO said no. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I wonder What's wrong dude, with you, HBO? What's wrong with you, HBO? <laughs> They're dumb as shit because this is a yeah. this is a story that doesn't even barely belong in anime at all. Yeah. It, nothing about it is anime whatsoever. It's just an awesome suspense crime drama, you know, freaking amazing. Yeah, HBO does Game of Thrones. Why are they not going to do Monster? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, they I don't probably know. were scared That's... of it because it's because it's, it's anime. If he had pitched it to Netflix, they probably would have said, "Yeah." Yeah, that's I was going to say, maybe pitch it to Netflix. I even think you could rewrite Monsters so that's not in Europe. Couldn't you? I think yeah, so. Yeah, could, it could be set anywhere. Easily. Or set it in Europe. Fuck it. Like, it's, you know. Since when but, did we uh, hate yeah, Germany? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, most places, most most of it takes place in Germany, right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. fairly recognizable place. I feel like I feel like he could pitch it to like because Hulu is doing a huge push to get more original content. Like, I'll put it on Hulu. Fuck it. Like, just get it made. I want to. I want to see that Guillermo del Toro behind this, Monster. That's incredible. This is the kind for sure. Like, this is the kind of movie where anybody could watch it and go like, I had no idea that came from an anime. Kind of like Old Boy. I had no idea Old Boy was from a manga. No clue. That movie's <laughs> a damn masterpiece, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I think it would do fantastic. Damn, yeah. I'm like, it's I'm a, like hyped and bummed that this is in the Are you thing. bummed out that it didn't yeah. happen? My I, only, I, dude, I love the Toro style, man. He really puts you in that fucking world. Oh, dude. My only fear mm-hmm. with with Monster is that it makes sense as like a 
like a series of one hour, maybe like 12 one hour episodes, like, you know, like you have on Netflix. Mm. But yeah. to try to fit it into a movie is a little ambitious. Like there's Ooh, an awful yeah, lot happening. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah. Because I think it was like 18-ish volumes in the manga and the the series was like, what, 78 episodes or something like that? Uh, yeah, but you know, the it topic a, it doesn't... It's pretty long. <laughs> the topic doesn't say it has to be a movie. Right. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, it could still succeed in Hollywood as a series. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So I guess you're well, you're well within your right. So good job. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's hype, that's <laughs> hype as hell. Well, way to cover for my mistakes. I like that. I also think my mom would love that. My mom loves true crime shows, and uh, like we watch them together. <laughs> dude, and true, we were watching one last night actually. <laughs> true true crime is such like a for better or worse a very trendy topic nowadays. With, yeah. like, with like people in my age group because of podcasting and everything. That mm -hmm. if that came out under Del Toro's name, it would slay. Just like just the association so, yeah. to the genre and his name on it, it would be so good, especially on Netflix. I can mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, it would it would probably succeed. Yeah. Well, plus, I think it's already it would be really good. It's already written perfectly. It isn't like it'd be a tough job for Del Toro. He's yeah. not gonna have to do much. Totally. Sure. And, and Del Toro has very good. He's very good at being um, very like. Um, he picks up nuances and sensitivities really well. So I feel like he would keep a lot of what makes mon like the subtleties of Monster would totally come through in, in the in the series for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Am I up again? So now I'm excited, but sad uh, that that's never going to happen. I'm bummed the fuck out, but yeah, Mitz, it's your turn. <laughs> so my last one I have here is Black Lagoon. I think it's very similar to my last pick. Back oh. Black Lagoon, hot girls, crime, tons of action, guns, violence, killing. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that don't know what, what Black uh, Lagoon is, another Miami list synopsis, within Thailand is is, Ro is Roan Roanapur. A depraved, crime-ridden city where not only where not even the authorities or churches are untouched by the claws of corruption, a haven for convicts and degenerates alike. The city is notorious for being the, the center of illegal activities and operations, often fueled by local crime syndicates. Enter Rokuro Okajima, an average Japanese businessman who has been living a dull and monotonous life. When he finally gets his chance for a change of pace with a delivery trip to Southeast Asia. His business trip swiftly goes downhill as Rokudo is captured by a mercenary group operating in Roanapur, the called Black Lagoon. <clears throat> so for those of you that haven't seen Black Lagoon, you have the businessman who I just discussed, who mm -hmm. who starts out as a bit of a wuss, but kind of um, comes around by the end of the show. Revy, who is a, just take the hottest, the coolest, dude. The hottest the actress best. you can think of. <laughs> Put her in like put her in like ass hugging ripped jean shorts because that's what that's what Revy wears, probably a tank top and give her like like giant ass handguns like ugh, I mean come on, um you have Jet or you have Jet you basically have Jet but his name is um <laughs> Rock no what the heck Rock yeah, Rock's yeah, essentially the, Jet Rock's the nerdy <laughs> businessman what's um uh <sighs> I think it's a, it's a B is it a B I can't think of the guy's name. Me neither, but he's cool as hell. I want to call him Dutch. Is it Dutch? Yeah, it's it's Dutchy. Oh, yeah. Dutchy. Yeah, okay, Dutchy. Dutch. Yeah. So yeah. Dutch is like this huge black guy. He could probably he could probably be played by like like The Rock maybe. The or, Rock. I was thinking The Rock too, dude. Yeah, The Rock or, or one of the one of those guys from uh, the Expendables probably. But it would just be you know like I mean in the first episode they ramp a speedboat through a helicopter. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, Done. you know who I want. You know, you know who I want on this, Mitz. And you, you tell me if I'm way off of this tone. But the director of John Wick. What do you think? Hmm. 
Yeah, that thing that works. Because there's, there's, there's an awful lot of gunfights going on in Black Lagoon, so... Right, that's what I thought. Or, or if you want to embrace all of the aspects of Black Lagoon, in, in, including like the lighter, jokey side, sometimes you can take you can take the director of the first Deadpool. I think he could do a good job too. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, and since it's an anime title, it might need to have a name behind it to give it some help. So Black Lagoon doesn't need much. Like there are movies that are set in Singapore and Hong Kong. Like we get that. You know, there's been a rush hour and a lot of kung fu movies and stuff set in those areas. And the, and the, the United States fairly receptive to, like, you know, the, probably what is the equivalent of Asia's New York and Hong Kong. So, yeah, I think it could be, I think it could be a, a really good action movie. And we all know that action movies tend to do well. You know, they're not totally. really, they're not tough to execute. You just need to have the budget and, I don't know, badass okay. scenes. This I my I don't know what about it, this idea is like it's really kicking me into super fan casting mode and I like I <laughs> I see I see Terry Crews as Dutch like like the chat does yeah exactly Terry Crews that's what I, I was yeah, thinking yeah that would be amazing that. Terry Crews is Dutch I see Angelina Jolie can still be Revy dude she probably I could. think she can still do it mm, yeah and um and I just don't know who Rock would be we need someone like oh my God a, a young Edward Norton would be such a good Rock. <clears throat> He would be, but Edward Norton might, from, might be too uh, old at this point. Fight Club. Rock oh, yeah. would be easy to cast, you know. I I, I don't know. So, cool. So, wow. that's, so that's my yeah, last that's suggestion. Awesome. Black Lagoon is a is a super yeah, good. Cool. I'm surprised we haven't seen more Black Lagoon since the last one came out, but might be done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got I got one more. Do we are we are we are we okay on time? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. So, back on the music uh, world, I know that Your Lie in April has a live action or will have a live action. I don't know if it came out already, but mm. just all I'm going to say is Your Lie in April by the director of The Notebook. <laughs> yes or no? Yes or no? Come on. Sure. I haven't seen The Notebook. Can I give you a shirt? I'm telling <laughs> I actually you, dude, haven't seen it either. I'm telling you right now, if the man that directed The Notebook can direct your line april i think it could probably make people cry worse than the anime did <laughs> i'm telling you right now i think that i think there's a there's a there's a there's a heartbreaker that a heartbreaking gold mine in that idea i feel like sad um, movies don't do well though in hollywood unless it's the notebook <laughs> <laughs> unless it's the notebook. <laughs> did, did, did the notebook really do that well yeah, dude, the yeah. notebook was probably like the most referenced thing in the year it came out. Like the Let's amount of times out. that movie was referenced in everything. Uh, Let's yeah, find out. it was. It might not be a financial success, but it was a cultural success for sure. The um, notebook. Yeah, well, it made a, it made one hundred and fifteen million dollars on on a twenty nine million dollar budget, which probably makes it successful. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would consider. I, I mean, like without the numbers, it's definitely a cultural success because everyone in my generation, at least. Um, like referenced the notebook a million times when it was relevant. Um, I really think that the the this this could work because the, the your line April it like okay this is a really hot take. You guys ready for this? This Uh-oh. is this is a, a, a New York hot take. I think your line April kind of overhyped. <laughs> I don't disagree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, How dare I think you? I, I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful anime. It did not build a relationship between 
the main the main girl the main guy enough for me mm-hmm. to really get me at the core i think i think the in this movie if they focus more on making that relationship seem even better and not just a guy that's admiring his manic pixie dream girl um i think that movie works i think that movie works better i think it's blasphemy and you should you should hold your tongue uh, I stand by what I said. My name is Enzo. Please don't kill me. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Please don't kill me. Bye. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Bye. Uh, all right. So my last one, I put down Steinscape, and now that I'm thinking about it, I started like thinking up just other possibilities in my head. What about a Quentin Tarantino version of Bacano? I like that Whoa. so much. I like that so much better <laughs> than Steinsgate. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. That'd be crazy. Yeah, because I don't think Steins get as much of a shot of being a success because it just doesn't feel like something that translates well to a real movie and time travel stuff mm. and it's such a goofy anime. Um, like with all the bananas and shit. I just don't like I don't think any of that's gonna translate. So good call bailing on the bailing on that. <laughs> I could see I could see Hollywood trying to do it and failing miserably like they have with some other shows. But yeah. probably not very safe. Yeah, because I was thinking it would have to be taken out. Uh, I don't think they'd do it in Akiba. And Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the characters have to be changed. And also, so like, I also, backed on it. Yeah, <laughs> I backed all, up on it. Also because like the reason Steinsgate works is because the first half of the show is so lazy and whimsical and like not super stress-heavy. Because then when shit hits the fan, you realize that none of that time period was actually stress-free. It was probably the most stressful time in Okabe's life so yeah. you need that kind of build up to rev up well that's mm-hmm. subtle you need it to be that subtle for that long in a thing for that for the for the, the plot to kick and you'd be like oh shit like that that's wild i don't think it'll work in a movie too well yeah but uh i mean bakuna already feels like it could be directed by quentin tarantino i think it, it definitely be does for him at Bacchino, all. <laughs> you're totally right there bakuna feels, feels exactly <laughs> like it's like a quentin tarantino movie so uh yeah i yeah. backed that i backed that idea pretty hard actually mm-hmm. i think people would jump on i think people who had no clues from an anime would go in and watch that too so why hasn't I just noticed that Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't made a movie in a while. Is he done? He's only like 38. Dude, he, he won the Leonardo Oscar DiCaprio? and took a fucking chill pill. <laughs> all, right, he's, all right, he's 44, but he hasn't made a movie since 2015. That's so odd. That is odd. I mean, Actually. he's 44. Like, what are you doing, man? Um, According yeah. to this, he's working on other movies, but he hasn't made one in a while. That's, that's strange. Hmm. Okay. The chat keeps the chat keeps mentioning Beck, and which makes me extremely happy. I thought about putting Beck on here, but, but you always um, put Beck. Well, that I I mean, like I do always mention Beck, so I was kind of I was trying to get out of my like go to box, but um, I think Beck is really hard to do because yeah. because um, for for two reasons. One's very one's like more of a hot take for me, and then another one is just like practicality. Beck also works well because it's it's able to take its time with the format that it's in currently, um, and I and I say that because it goes with my second issue is because um, a lot of people don't kind of catch that like Koyuki is like he's like pretty depressed and not in like the outright outright sad way but in the I feel no purpose kind of way so I'm just drifting along through life yeah and that's really hard to capture 
mm. in two in two hours. Of course, I'm thinking in, in movie format. If we gave it a series, and yeah, I would I would go for Beck, but I was really focused on movies, so that's why I didn't say Beck. But Beck, obviously, I want Beck to be made. There's a live action of Beck that mm. I enjoyed, but they made a really powerful choice by. Uh, choosing that whenever whenever Kuyuki sings, you don't hear it. You just see people's reaction to his voice. I see what they went for there. Didn't work for me, so I do want a better live action for the show. Um, but I just I just personally wanted to go outside my go to box. I didn't pick Nana. I didn't pick Beck. So yeah, yeah. But I, I, w- I would like Beck to be made though. I was thinking about Beck in terms of movies and like um, I don't I don't know. At least in my like. I'm going off of like people that I know who don't know anything about anime, and of course, people who aren't into anime are, are going to determine whether or not a movie's successful. <laughs> and so I was thinking, people hate subtitles, don't they? <laughs> people do in movies. tend to, yeah. So I was thinking because it's so like, like it has because it's about Japanese band wanting to make it big in America. I was thinking they'd have to have a significant part of it being subtitled. So do you think that That's they true. could completely change that? I like think story. I think I think it could work where like if it's if it's set here then the foreigners would be Japanese and then if they said mm. you know they, they, they would just it? they would just reverse it. I yeah. think Matthew Jones I he in the, he's in the chat and he's saying Jason Reitman because he slayed Juno and you're not wrong. I think that would be a good fit to handle mm. Koyuki. I just don't know but oh, you know what? I think Jason Reitman was also a producer for Whiplash, so you know what? He might be the perfect mix of someone that understands subtle, like uh, depression, and also has a good ear for music. So that's not a bad suggestion, Matthew. Like, good. That's a good one. Good shit. But yeah, hmm. I think good it could work. shit. Good yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 That was fun. This is a good topic. <laughs> uh, who who suggested a cream 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 puff? puff. Cream puff. Good. Thank you, man. So that That's just goes awesome. to show you when you make when you make topic suggestions on the Discord, Mitsugi does look at that. He does. He so, does. He tells us about all of them. So get your eyes over to the Discord. Slackers. I'm also very depressed because I want a live action monster so bad. <laughs> and if you can't find the Discord button, make sure to ask to ask Kazuo where it is. Yes. Um, because yeah, we know um, that'll make him happy. Email him, email him, tweet at him, find his Instagram. Send letters to his house. Reach out. Send letters to his house. Ask him where the Discord is. Like He loves helping people out. With that, send you know? carrier pigeons. Yeah, nobody find, is, just find a way. Ask nobody him, is more know? patient with the fans than, than Cosmo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, He's so, happy to help. All right, so we're going to take a news break. Who wants to read the, the second in-show trivia question? This, this one is very difficult. Hmm. I can. Okay. Because wow, I love ex- Chobits. She's excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, Chobits is... I love Chobits. Anyways, in the anime Chobits, was, um, what was the real name of the Persicom we know as Chi? Ooh. Tough question. Tough question. And Hideki loves underpants. He does. Underpants, thank you, please. Okay. All right, when we come back, you, we have five impressions. Gouda Zeni, Steins Gate Zero, Loop on the Third Part Five, Tadakun Never Falls in Love, and... Roku Hyodo Yotsuiro Biori. So stay tuned, and we're going to come back for with, with all those impressions to wrap up the spring 2018. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere, or Enzo will come to your house and steal all of your underwear. That's right. Whoa. Stay tuned. All of them.
Hey, all you anime fans, it's Mitsugi, and it's time for more of your anime news. Leading us off, Sony has announced some of the content that will be at their E3 showcase on June 11th. Um, E3 coming right around the corner in about the second week of June. Sony, in a break from tradition, has announced that they will be showing details for Kojima Productions' Death Stranding, Sucker Punches, Ghost of Tsushima, Insomniac Games' as Marvel's, <clears throat> Marvel's Spider-Man, Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part 2, and they're also going to have other announcements from indie and third-party developers. So, pretty good lineup of games. Sony laying it out there for the world to see ahead of E3. So, looking forward to E3 coming up in a few weeks, and uh, hopefully we'll have a lot of new exciting games announced there. Next up, Big Windup, otherwise known as Okiku Furikabute, the baseball manga and anime, is getting another stage play adaptation titled Okiku Furikabute Natsu no Taikai Hen, or the Summer Tournament Arc. It will be playing at the Sunshine Theater in Tokyo from September 6th to September 17th, and at the Umeda Arts Theater in Osaka from September 28th to the 30th. So the play is once again directed by Yutaka Narui, who was who was involved in prior content for Okikifuri Gabute. There was a prior stage play which ran from February 2nd to the 12th at the Sunshine Theater in Tokyo. So lots of content coming out for Big Windup for those of you that are fans of that property. Next up, some very scary news in Japan. O- um, Okinawa had a measles outbreak which infected uh, quite a number of people in Okinawa on March 20th and, and the infection has since spread to other locations in, in Japan. There have not been 94 more cases have been logged since the virus had popped up in Okinawa. The government says it plans to ensure that, that hospitals and nursery schools that the employees at these facilities get the vaccine for measles as it is highly contagious. The Health, Labor, and Welfare Ministry plans to urge hospitals to check vaccination records to make sure that their employees do get covered for this. In Japan, infants can get two vaccinations for free when they turn one year old and again before entering elementary school. Of course, measles being highly contagious and is one of the leading leading causes of death among young children. So very important that we take care of this and that they take the infection spread very seriously. Next up, and lastly, we have the television rankings. Dragon Ball Super has concluded, so what will fill the spot? Of course, the top five being Sazai-san, Doraemon, Shin-chan, Detective Conan, and Chibi Madoko-chan, as is always the case. One Piece also making its normal appearance. However, it looks like the the not-so-usual suspects are Gegege no Kitaro, My Hero Academia, and and Hugto Precure. So, these filling the gap left by... Dragon Ball Super being probably My Hero Academia since it's also a shonen anime. This is Mitsugi and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey guys, please go to uh... Okay, one more time. Visit jlist.net for... Oh man, that's not right. I gotta get this hosting down. If only Mitsuki Senpai was here to help. You called, my dear Kohai. Senpai? Wait, you can teleport? But of course. Now, do you wish to learn the ways of directing people to countless anime goods? Yeah, uh, teach me the ways of letting everyone know about the amazing snack selection JList.com has to offer. Then listen closely, my Kohai. 
Go to JList.com right now for all of your anime shopping needs and all of your anime snack shopping needs. Senpai. Sukoi. I have the cat bus from my neighbor Totoro. Chichikokoyama Hospital. Okay. That's where the cat bus goes. Yeah, but like, what what are the cat bus's combat abilities? It has the most powerful headlights in history on its eyeballs. It could blind you drastically with its eyeballs. That's the worst. It can run on telephone telephone wires. You know how nimble that is? That agility. Right, such agility, such grace. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Does the cat bus not have about 10 legs? Does it have 10 legs? Yes, true. Do, do cats have claws? Yeah. How many claws does a cat have on every paw? Oh, I don't know. Like It's five. Five? Okay. That is 50 razor-sharp <laughs> blades coming but at look you. look at it. it it's, has like no... a, it's like a bowling ball covered in butcher knives. I, I, it's coming at you. First... <laughs> Yeah, that cat bus is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch is coming at you. It does look terrifying. It's literally <laughs> screaming all the time. It would take you to the Shichi Kokoyama Hospital after it beats your ass. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna it beat your ass and take you to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And now, back to the podcast. And we're back to episode 421 of the Anime Acts Anonymous podcast. <sighs> Welcome back. Uh, Hello. Welcome back to the nice, sweet tunes nice of Chopin. What a nice break. <laughs> so um, we have an yep. intro trivia question in the anime Chobits. What was the real name of the Persicon we know as Chi? Does anybody know the answer? Is this difficult? I do. I do not. Did you know this without looking? Yes. You're a badass. I... I've I've owned my Chobits DVD since they first came out. <laughs> yeah, oh, me too. OG, OG, both of y'all. <laughs> underpants, thank uh, you, please. Underpants, thank you, please. Um, her uh, real name is Elda. Elda. Elda Chan. Yep. All right, so we have a a five star review. We have approximately one less review on iTunes than we have episodes of this podcast which is a huge improvement thank you everybody that that uh, has written reviews yeah, or has clicked the star rater on us. itunes the next goal is the it? next milestone for us is 500 so would love oh, to get the 500 like such a big number Ugh. i know we can do it though we're, we're all, well we are we're, we're like 84 percent of the way there well actually exactly 84 percent so you can uh Help us get there. We're only sixteen percent of the. Uh, we only have sixteen percent left. It's not such a big task. So if you would yeah. like to help us out, go to iTunes and either click on the Star Raider or leave a five star review, which will guarantee that we will read your review on the on the podcast. So who would like to read uh, this review after I play the drop? I could do this. It's time for iTunes review. All right, this five star review comes from Costa Rica. Costa Rica B? Costa Rica B. I was wondering how you say that too. <laughs> I, was, I should have known. Anyway, the subject says, the best, exclamation mark, with five stars. You goddamn right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for such a great podcast show. I have been listening for a little over a year now, and I have caught up 
on all of your episodes already. You're one of my favorite podcasts and listen to you every single day at work. All, all of you have such a great chemistry together and are so entertaining and funny with your talks about anime, stories of Japan, and general conversations. You could seriously talk about anything and I think it would be entertaining. I also love uh, how you include the audience by reading mailbags and having a listener and having a listener call in every now and then. I had I had one mailbag I submitted right on your show and I felt like a mini celebrity. I show all my friends and family and I was really excited about it. Anyways, thank you again and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, do more drinking episodes. Yes, can we do more drinking episodes? I haven't done one yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of weird though because we're not on camera. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we'll debut on camera. Is it just be episode. us drunk and then Mitz on just the camera by himself? <laughs> what, what would happen is that Mitz would get drunk by himself and then you and me wouldn't say anything. We would just be pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be silence. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> well, passing out is what used to happen anyway during the drinking episode. So. <laughs> More or less. Thanks for writing in. That was very sweet of you. I'm glad that we made yeah. you feel special when we read your mail back out. Um, hope you see. I hope you feel special again, and hope work is going pretty okay today. Are you guys Thanks. ready to pound some reviews or impressions? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. All right, here shit. comes your drop. Today we're going to be doing impressions. Impression time! Believe it. All right. So I realized we have um, two animated pass. And we have, and I feel like I have no idea what the two that are passing will be, which is very Same. uncomfortable. So it's, it's very, it's very weird. Who would like to begin? We're just gonna play this by the seat of our pants. Um, I can start with Tadakun. So a couple of these are Kazuos. I'm hoping you guys have watched what he's what he was supposed to cover. So, uh, yeah, he I has think one. I he think. has Lupin. He has Lupin, yeah. which I think I've seen a bit, and Mandy, you've seen a bit, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen the first three. That's all I've watched so far. That's okay. all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> all right, okay, go so ahead. I will start, um, and I will start by, re- by talking about Tadako Nera Falls in Love. So um, just quickly, the synopsis on my email list says, In this story, Mitsuyoshi Tada, a boy who has never known love, is taking pictures of cherry blossoms in full bloom when he meets Teresa Wagner, a transfer student from Luxembourg. Upon arriving in Japan, Luxembourg. she got lost. Yep. She got lost, separated from her travel companion, and Mitsuyoshi helps her helps her out and brings her to his grandfather's coffee shop. So that, you know, based on... It's funny because <laughs> earlier today, you guys gave me context about why I would pick this. It just sounds cute, right? It sounds cute. Like, he's never fallen in love. He takes a picture of a cute girl by accident. He helps her out, ends up hanging out with her at his grandfather's coffee shop. That's, like, my vibe. And the first episode didn't fail. Like, the first episode definitely delivered on that on top of really pretty animation good choice of like background music and as well as a really like a really nice I, actually i don't know if it played in the first episode but um the o, the op for this anime is very cute and very fun kind of reminds me of like the working openings that they're they're very fun and like, it's by the guy who did the opening for nozaki-kun oh that makes total it sense it sounds then. almost exactly the same yeah oh <laughs> right right yeah we talked about that before yeah, yeah. So, exactly. full, so like so the instance of this anime is full of cock teasing bastards Got it. Oh my god, no. No. <laughs> I'm not going into that. <laughs> anyway. Um, and yeah, so the first episode delivers on superficially all it checked all the boxes and story-wise, it gave me the dynamic between Tara and Teresa is actually pretty nice. Like it's not he's not she's not overbearing. She can she's like very like uh 
very clumsy, but not in like a super annoying way at all, in a very believable way as being a foreigner in Japan. And he's not uh, the type of person who's like, oh my god, she's beautiful. I'm falling all over like the floor for her. He's actually just a, he's just a guy that helps her out, and he just wants to help. Because he never so, falls in love. Because he never falls in love. Ding, ding, <laughs> he's a heartless high. bastard. <laughs> I am but, um, plastered. So my style is like the reaction from too much acid. There you go. There you go. That's exactly what this anime is about right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so their dynamic is very attra- was very attractive to me. Um, they his his best friend who is I think his name is Kaoru. Yeah, Kaoru. He's great. I love his vo- I love his voice and his inflection. It's Mamoru. Of it's course. Mamoru. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So he um, he was great. I love his introduction, and yeah. So all the yeah, characters no, work. It seemed for the first episode made me have those cozy feelings that I really crave from slice of life kind of romancy anime. So mm-hmm. big check on the first episode. But then, like, unfortunately, though, like. I don't know. And other people told me that episodes two and three is where the anime picks up. Like two, like it takes a dip on two and it comes up back up at three. But episode two, I don't know what it was. Like I was so excited to watch it, but as it as the episode kept going, I kept getting more disinterested to the point where like mm-hmm. I was even checking my phone for like I was just checking. Uh-uh. Like, I, I and that's yep. a sign because that, that, like I'm very good about like if I'm trying to watch something, especially if I especially if I'm excited to watch it, I don't look at my phone. That's why I'm bad at texting because I'm always watching shit or trying stuff and I'm really good about not paying attention on my phone. Um, but yeah, but I found myself looking at my phone and all of a sudden episode two was over and then I was like, I don't even want to go back and watch it. Like, not really. So yeah. I, go to, I go to episode three and then episode three, people are like, oh, it gets, it gets better episode three. I'm like, okay, I trust I trust the people in the Discord. Like, we all have pretty good taste. You know, we all cover all the bases on the Discord. So... I'm like, cool, my slice of life people are telling me it gets good at episode three. But then they make a choice on episode three to tell the episode through the cat's perspective, um, mm-hmm. which could be cool, but I don't think they executed that well for me. I'm going to have to fail it. It just didn't do it for me in the first three episodes. I definitely 100% agree with you. Like, I loved the first episode and the second one. I didn't like the second one. <laughs> yeah, it just bored me, which, is, yeah. which sucks, dude. It really sucks. I was I was hoping to pass this one. but Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, ha- I was the same as you halfway through that episode. I was, like, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, which but, is a bummer. Like, that's, like, the worst thing you could do for me. Like, to be so, to lose yourself so much where I stop paying attention. So, yeah. uh, the first episode made me laugh a lot, though. Here, yeah. come, here comes your drop. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, Opie, I think I'm getting too old for this stuff. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. Will you follow me again? I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, I also found myself checking my phone during an anime a couple of days ago that you might not expect I was checking my phone during. Yeah. It's, it, doesn't, do you, it, doesn't it feel weird when you realize, like, oh, shit, like, I'm so disinterested that I'm looking at my phone? Do you want to know mm-hmm. what anime that was? Oh, geez, what was it? Megalobox. Oh, really? <gasps> oh, oh, shit. I haven't gotten to that episode then. So far, I think I'm episode three, four? And mm-hmm. it's really great. I've watched three. <clears throat> I need to keep going. The anime, let's just say the first three episodes were its best foot. Oh, oh shit. No. All right, I look forward to it, though. Hmm. All right, next All right, up. Next. Do you want me to do Rakuhodo? It shouldn't be me because I have no idea what I'm doing. 
<laughs> it's gonna be interesting for us to get through uh, Lupin. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort but, of hoping that the decision gets made for me ac across the course of these five impressions. So whichever <laughs> okay. one you want to do, just go for it. I see, okay, I well, see. I'm gonna go ahead and do Rakuhodo, Yotsuriyo, uh, Biori. In this anime, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I love this anime so much. I knew from watching it, it was going to be for me. It's totally fun. I actually really love the first episode. Did I you watch know. it? Uh, yeah, of course I watched it. You know oh. I, try these, I try these shows out, dude. So you watched the first episode? You know he yeah. messes with you. <laughs> I, fucks, I fucks with you, dude. <laughs> All right, so uh, this show is about um, four men who just run a tea shop. Named Rokohodo. That's so Oh, hot. this just stinks of bishies. Oh my god. Four men running a tea shop. Is there has there ever been a more anime anime synopsis super ever? Super bishy. Dude, they're hot they're hot as fuck, man. But here's the thing, and this is what I love about it. They don't acknowledge it. Like they are definitely Ooh. cute and to bring in like the girls, but the show is never like there's not like crowds of girls fawning over them. Hardly anybody notices or recognizes that they're hot, except one girl in the first episode. Uh, and there's her name's one Mandy. guy. Yes, it's me. <laughs> uh, that one of the guys who's in charge of the, like the lattes. He does latte art, but he's really bad at it. So he tried to make a bunny for her, and it looks like this just monstrosity. And she looks at it, and she goes, "Guess they make money off the hot guys." <laughs> That's the only time they ever acknowledge it. Like, because, like, their clientele are, like, old people. They have guys that come in there. They do have a group of girls. But no, right. but it's never, like, like, it's not like an idol sort of show where the girls are, like, fawning over them. That's, re that's which refreshing, Which I really appreciate I loved yeah, it. Totally refreshing. It's actually far more about the food and about um, uh, helping people through, like, their shop. But uh, the first episode was about um, this girl who, or this woman who is a businesswoman. She is looking for somewhere to just relax and she stumbles across their tea shop. She sits down and she finds the atmosphere so calming and relaxing and that she's able to solve the problems that she has with work. And then she, at the very end, she was talking to them. She's like, you know, I was trying so hard. I was trying too hard. I couldn't find this problem, but you know, the or the answer to this problem, but you're calming like shop in the food that you gave me because they gave her like this dish uh, that's like, it's supposed to be like a comfort food. It's like when you put like, um, shoot, what is it called? Where it's like fish, but with green tea on, they pour green tea over top of it. I have never uh, heard of that. Is it like no ozake or something yeah. like that? Okazake or something like that? But it's supposed to be a comfort food and they serve that to her because they can tell that like she's there every day sitting in a corner like just stressing out over her computer. So they're always like bringing her food. But um, so and then she's like, you know, I've learned from coming here that when I come here, I'm going to relax. I'm not going to worry about work, like stress out so much. So there was that one in the second episode was about an old man who runs like a tea shop. But he sells like loose tea and um, people aren't buying it anymore because they're just buying tea bags. Right. So he wants to close his shop and they uh, the whole episode is them convincing him not to because they're going to start buying tea from him and use it in their like their tea and use it in like their food and like make sweets out of it and stuff. So uh, they helped them helped him keep his business open. And that's how the show goes. And I. I love it. It doesn't. It has a little bit of comedy, but not so much that it's like overbearing. 
and uh, ridiculous. There is one guy who's obsessed with cats. <laughs> like when, there's like, uh, I think it's episode four, they find a kitten. And the whole episode is them trying to find the kitten's owner. But he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I guess we're going to have to take care of it till we find its owner. And the other guy's like, your expression doesn't match what you're saying. Because <laughs> he has like this huge smile on his face. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I love it. This is actually one that I've been watching like as soon as it airs every week. But yeah, there's. <laughs> oh, God, what was this season that? sucks. <laughs> this season sucks so bad. This season sucks, dude. <laughs> this, this is tough to hear Mandy and just like ooze over it and then like. <laughs> and then say, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's failing. I, I told you, I was going to be 100% honest that I love this show, but I cannot imagine like passing this over something like uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes or something. I think people would riot over me. So, uh, yeah, I am going to fail it. But if you do like Iyashike, like, um, comfort anime, definitely check it out because it's super great and fun. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was like, man, I like almost all of my shows. It's really hard. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's funny you should say that because at this current moment, people, the world still hates Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I I'm... You know, I'm such a genius. I made that. Seven isn't hate. Hate is like. Hate is like a three, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, there are, seven there... means that it's good. L let me tell you something. There are literally no anime on my anime list with a three. Oh, if yes, you were, if you were to do a normal distribution of anime scores <laughs> on my anime list, you know, like AKA the bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. Like guaranteed that the average is something like a seven point two. Hmm. I mean, well, well, I mean, it's, it's not like over just, yet. It's just not over look yet. at the scores of a, of, a, of any season. Like ninety percent of the shows fall within a seven, fall between a seven and an eight. So, anyway, not to get back down that rabbit hole, but I'm totally winning that. The, the second bet from this season, <laughs> which I will use to, which I will use to hedge the potential loss of my first bet. It's feeling, it's feeling pretty good right now. Good, good. Who wants to go? I still don't want to go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, Manny, do you do you want to do Lupin with me? I can try. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I've because... seen less than you, but all I can say is from watching almost two episodes, this show's fucking sick. It's it's really good. <laughs> this show's fucking good. <laughs> the animation is beautiful. Like it is beautiful. The color palette too. It's beautiful. It, it is beautiful as hell and lupin still got it like it's still mm -hmm. so it's still sleek it's still fun um i really like how oh yeah the music especially the ending i Dude, love the music ending. is so good like mm -hmm. so good fuck. so good so um good. and i also like that they're combating like modern day problems the internet basically yeah, and totally. social media <laughs> it's, it's, it's a theme I, it's a theme i didn't think would be the theme for the next right? lupin yeah. Uh, but it's cool that it's cool that of all the series to reach out as an as an internet for as like the internet being a, a vessel for evil, it would be mm -hmm. Lupin. That's so interesting because Lupin is not necessarily super tech heavy. Yeah. Um. So it's sure. cool that he's the guy that's gonna battle this. So. Um, I yeah, think and they introduce cool. a cool. character like a new girl, Ami. Uh, she's kind of like their window into the new world of the net because she has like this earpiece. 
and that responds to like uh, voice commands and she's a super like computer whiz and so they're new to the uh idea of social media like well we can't hide now because the entire world knows where we're at <laughs> right yeah, yeah so like um she's definitely helping them out in this like uh new like modern day technology problem yeah. so uh i mean i know that's i know lupin deserves much more like words to be said but it wasn't us it, kazo took to, yeah. to saying some time out into his show but i didn't have like a like a prep i didn't prepare like anything yeah. like i haven't watched it since three episodes and it's but, still uh, the same lupon though it sounds a little more high tech than usual but dude but it, it, okay obviously we're i'm only like 1.75 episodes in but like it it feels so sleek like mm-hmm. it feels so good to watch yeah. this, to watch the show for real sure. Like, probably I think, nobody I think watching you'd it, agree if you watched it, dude, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. If are we going to vote on this? I think I this, have I, no idea. I, oh, my God. You know okay, what's amazing I, is that literally no one, no one is watching this. Which is which is the, crazy. I'm not watching because my life is literally insane. But if you have time to watch anime, dude, dude like I never I never push an anime on people. But like watch this appreciate this one like this one is so pretty it's so good to look at listen and you don't have to know anything about lupon you can jump jump into this one let me just um, just give you an idea has any anime from the past ever been more desperately clinging to past glories than cutie honey I like that silence. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Cutie, like, Honey. Cutie Honey is an old anime that came out like, you know, decades ago. And there's a new anime called Cutie Honey Universe, which you're like, what is that? Cause, but yeah, that's an anime from sure the season that, that we is. could have done yeah. impressions on. That has more viewers than Lupin. Wow. I wonder, I wonder why that is considering how like at least the West loves like the sleek western outlaw vibe and that they won't watch lupon oh well you know what that kind of maybe that makes sense because maybe japan is japan not watching lupon like japan is definitely watching it lupon okay lupon is then 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 it is weird to me that the west is not enjoying lupon because it gives us more western subtle vibes than mostly anything else right now and it it's just sleek it's so cool. It's cool in the old school word, cool. Like, it's cool. So, yeah. I'm like, that's weird to me, but... Um, the ending's super sexy, too. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just... Just to, just to save time on a topic that we're not fully, like, well-versed in, I, I think this show should pass. Yeah, I think Kazo I think Kazo wants. Too. I think Kazo also is, wants it to pass too. I think if yeah. we fail it, the listener choice will not save it because nobody is watching it. So mm-hmm. this should pass. We should watch. <laughs> we should watch this as a podcast. I've never been so. happier. Let me play. Let me play the, the pass drop. Okay. Oh. Wait, wait, wait! Oh, and boom goes the dynamite. All right. Well, that's Hell good. Yeah. It's good to know when we got some Lupin in our lives. I mean, honestly, okay. as long as Lupin continues to be friggin' incredible, then it's just going to keep getting, we're just going to keep covering it because the last season of Lupin was like mind blowing. It was so good. And this season sounds like it's, you know, more, more, just as amazing as the last. So keep it coming like that and we're going to keep watching it. So yeah, I don't really Dude, this care. Was good, man. If you haven't started, man, I think you should just, I don't, just, just take a peek, just take a peek. It's good, man. You don't have to convince yeah. me. I mean, I don't. I'm, you know, I don't really care that the anime community is not watching it because they don't like watching good anime. You know, I'd rather, 
spicy. I'd rather cover the things that, that should be covered. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I do not understand how no one's watching this. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if there's one anime in this season that is representative of anime, it's Lupin. So, I mean, it, it's more representative of anime than anything else on this list. So, people ought to be, people should, people should be watching it. Especially if it yeah. looks so good. So... Yeah, it's really pretty. Like that's what blew me away. At first. Like the second I hit play, I was like, "Whoa, this is like, this is like next level quality for a series." Like that's that's really pretty. The colors are pop really really hard. For sure. Um, so do you still not want to go next, Mitz? We're down to two. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it is what it is. I'll just go. It's fine. I surrender. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm doing Gouda Zeni, which is a baseball anime. Um, Gouda Zenny is literally a show that quite honestly, no one on planet earth is watching. It has, it is only beating like three other shows this season. And they're mostly like shit that I have no idea what it is. So, uh, Gouda Zenny is, is an, is a baseball anime done by studio Dean that has a shockingly low score on my, on my anime list that have a 5.7, which Oof. is just proves to me that like anime viewers don't get sports like they, they just don't um because this show doesn't feel like a 5.7 to me at all it feels every bit as good as golden comedy was um and that show has like an eight so like i don't really get it but like enzo did you watch the anime moneyball or the, I did or watch the, Moneyball. Or the movie Moneyball? Yeah, that's, yes, the movie. I did watch the movie Moneyball. Yeah. All right, so because I'm pretty sure that this anime's title means Moneyball. So it's, oh, really? it's very similar to Moneyball in that it's, it is a baseball show, but it's very much taken from the perspective of a, of a professional. So like there's an episode, the first episode, the main character whose name is um, bon, um, Bonda, he's a, he's a middle reliever. He's not even like a, like a, like the ace or whatever. It's not even some like cliche. Okay. Um, the first episode is talking about things like how a professional athlete's career is really short. And so, you know, they have to make the money that a normal person would make in 30 years in like only like four or five years because their careers are short and it discusses all the salary and the ranges of salary and how he knows every, the salary of every player in the league and how like he'll be pitching and he'll be like, I'm pitching against the guy that's got a, you know, some really low salary because it's J League baseball. But who like I'm, I'm pitching against some guy that makes a million dollars a year and I only make 180k. But you know, I'm a left hand, I'm a right handed pitcher and he's a, you know, like you know, it just goes into like this, like the professional aspect of sports okay. and how like um, and it looks at it from that perspective. The second episode talks about. Um, the life of baseball players after they retire and how his friends like an announcer and the announcer is like going out to have drinks with his, with his old friends who still play in the league. Cause he wants to get like inside info on what's going on so he can like do a better job yeah. as an announcer. That happens for sure. There's an episode where like the, um, where they talk about this player who broke the, the home run record, but he got hit by Bonda um, pit, like Bonda hit his hand in a, with a pitch and hasn't like quite been the same since. And so like, even though he hit like 50 home runs last year, he's like in a slump right now. And so, but like the, but then they show the managers and the managers are like, Oh yeah, he's in a slump, but he's the face of the team. And you know, he's, we need to give him a chance to work his way through the slumps. So, like they don't take him out and he ends up hitting a home run. Like they, they go into like that aspect of it. They, they talk about the yips. They talk about, 
Um, they have like the a scenes where with the with the managers and like the ownership talking about like which players they should trade and how much money they should negotiate for their salaries. Like they, so so, so you're getting like the insider business perspective of the shit. You're exactly. So it's not like it's not the reason why I think anime fans aren't 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 liking this is because we expect anime to be. Um, we expect sports anime to be like, oh, here are the pretty boys, and we're going to get into like, it's more about the characters than the sports. Like, yeah, you- yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Like, I mean, I think in more in a more general sense, that it's not even pretty boys. I think it's just leaning harder into the shonen aspect of sports. Well, they always seem to be pretty boys, though. In fairness, well, yeah, I mean, it, it helps, but it's more it's more leaning towards like the shonen action-packed cliffhanger type movement of action in sports. So, like, I think people like Haikyuu, for example, because of the characters. It's not really about volleyball. No one cares. It, um, anybody who, who doesn't even understand the rules of volleyball who watches Haikyuu and suddenly says, oh, I love Haikyuu because I love volleyball. Like, that's not true. You you, you might like volleyball more because you watched Haikyuu, but if you didn't like volleyball to start with, Haikyuu didn't create that for you. you you're watching Haikyuu for the characters. It's a cast. It's the cast. Yeah, yeah the exactly. Cast. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. this anime is actually about sports. It's not about some pretty boy baseball players, you know, like the way that Major is or the way that, like, Big Windup is about these, like, high school boys. This is about... A middle, like a, a middle, like like a thirty-year-old dude who's like, and they're diving into like the deep, the deep recesses of the management of a sport, and like right. anime okay. fans just don't get it because like in order to get it and appreciate it, you have to actually be a sports fan. You can't just be like a sports fan who likes who doesn't like sports, but suddenly they like it when they watch anime, which is okay. a lot of people. I I kind I kind of I kind of see your point because it's it's like if if like. Um I don't know, like if some, like if I was telling someone about the inner workings of a guitar, they don't, they don't give a shit about a guitar or right. music. They might like, right? the, yeah, they might, they, they might like, uh, you know, Elton, like John, like uh, Eric Clapton or something. But like, they're not going to, they don't care about how a guitar is made. Like, you know, they're not into like the deep areas of it. I don't know. Like Kazuo, yeah, yeah. Kazuo likes Haikyuu, but. If you were to show Kazuo a sports anime that's actually about the technique of spiking of a volleyball, I think he'd be bored as hell, right? But but money, but this show, Good as Any, is more like, you know, talking about players getting sent back to the minors and um, how the pitcher has to overcome his his psychological problems where when he's pitching to a batter who makes like you know tons more money than he does, he tends to perform poorly. But if it's a player that makes less money than him, he psychologically tends to tends to pitch better because he thinks he can just dominate this player. So like, there's a lot of uh, aspects of it that you don't really expect. So, but my dilemma is that <laughs> I have wanted <laughs> I have wanted to pass every single show pretty much I've done impressions on, and I oh dude this and, season fucking and I blows. <laughs> and I gave up Captain Subasa last week because I wanted to pass Guda Zeni. And now I have to fail good as any too, because it's if I because if I pass if I pass good as any Steinsgate has to fail and that would be like preposterous to most people, so I'm gonna go ahead and just be a martyr. I'm gonna say um, good as any is a quite good anime that most people will hate because unless you're an actual sports fan, you won't get it, um, and that's why it has a whopping five thousand people watching it. Like like um. My Hero Academia has like three hundred thousand people watching it, but but Good as Any has five thousand. 
Oh, you know, like give me a break. A small sample. Oh, God. I mean, and like you know, it has a five point six, which is which is about as bad as like a Boku no. You know what? Let's just look. I bet you this show might have a lower <laughs> score than Boku no Pico. Let's no way. Dude. I, I might really no seriously. I swear to God, it might. Boku oh no. Oh my God. Can I even find that on here? Yeah, uh, it's, Boku I mean, no Pico has about has a five. Oh, that's so sad. Which is about as low as it's gonna go, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Let's try one more. How about um, what was the anime call? What was the anime call where the little girl kept eating her brother? Uh, what? Oh, what was that? Oh um, man, little girl kept eating her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Portis. What was it? Yeah, um, she kept going Onichan. She would just oh, eat him. Oh, what was it? Oh, um, it's gonna bug me. I gotta the chat look it up will now. know. The chat should know the answer to that. But this is probably the lowest scored show of the season. It's got a 5.7. Pupa. Pupa. All right, Pupa. Let's see here. Pupa. What is Pupa? Because Pupa is really a bad show. Okay, yeah. okay thank God. Pupa has a 3.7. Okay. <laughs> that is really There's a terrible There's hope in the world, anime. okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> Was your heart racing? Because I was kind of worried for a second. <laughs> I mean, Pupa, that anime does suck. It is terrible. Yeah. So I have to fail good as any. I really think it's good. Like, I'm going to keep watching it. Um, I actually... I mean, I can make arguments for why it's just as good as Megalobox, to be honest. But mostly because I think Megalobox is going to shit the bed and have a terrible ending. But uh, I'm, I'm afraid of this happening too. Yeah, because they're on episode seven now and haven't done not a whole lot. So um, I'm going to have to fail this. I think it's really good. If you like sports, you're guaranteed. You're almost guaranteed to like it. So uh, where's I need a good fail drop here. Let's see. This is good. That is one big pile of shit. So I have now failed pretty much everything I wanted to pass, but at least Full Metal Panic made it. Yeah. Oh man, this is a uh, this season sucks. I I really hope that this never happens again. Could <laughs> <No. laughs> you guys Cause, stop making good anime, please? Because like, because like, <laughs> Mitz got so limited. Mandy had to fail show she liked. Uh, Kazo did too. Oh god. Loved. I love my show. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, Kazuo pretty much passed everything he wanted. Did he get the block? Yeah, oh, see, oh, I see, I see. I you see, see Mandy, what I, happened here is that Kazuo and Enzo hogged all the picks. And oh, we, no. ended up, we ended up failing oh, no. everything I, we loved. I, yeah, I because, yeah, because I passed one, you passed three, Kazuo passed three, and Mandy passed one. Enzo came out of nowhere with Wotakoi because I thought for sure we were failing. There's, Someone there's didn't even that. update there's the doc, and there's this very conspicuous yeah. three and a half <laughs> sitting on the document that probably is a fail. But uh, That's on me. That's on me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not that I don't like Wotakoi. This is frustrating me. So, Enzo, we're going to update the score of Wotakoi right now. What would okay. you like the actual score to be? I, I think it's, I think, uh, up until episode three, I think it's a four. All right, now I'm changing it to a four for you. There you go. Yeah, now now, you. now it bothers me a little less. <laughs> I'm okay. glad I could appease the Pope a little bit. <laughs> all right, so we all know what the last one's passing, but we might as well just jump into it. All right, so I will now be talking about Steins Gate Zero. Oh, and I want to say, I want to say real quick, up? while I think that Steins Gate Zero probably would have won the listener choice, I am going to ask people no i shouldn't ask people to vote for good as any they don't vote for it anyway forget it i take it back <laughs> i think listener choice might be the most interesting it's been in a long time this season i have and, an idea of what might pass but i'll get to that after Steins i think Gate. it's going to be very divided yeah we can talk about it after all right, go all right ahead. yeah yeah that, that should be would be kind of fun to talk about but uh yeah. okay yeah so steins gate zero every I, i'm pretty sure that everyone 
out there that has tried anime at some point in a serious way to be into anime has heard of Steins Gate, the property. Um, I personally love the first Steins Gate. Some people don't get it, which I, I don't understand. But um, <laughs> I I don't, I, didn't think, I don't think it's that difficult to, to get it. I'm but, not a um, huge fan of it, but... Yeah, yeah, no, and that's fine. But like, I just get confused when people don't get it. I'm I don't with know. you. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I love the first series. I never wanted a sequel, but because we got one, I was like, I have, I have to pick it. And I was surprised. I guess. Well, I guess you don't. I guess now that makes sense because you don't like it too much, and Coswell does not like Science Gate at all. And uh, so it was basically. Mandy, were you even in- interested in Science Gate Zero? I forget. Yeah, I originally put it on my list, and I saw you put it up really high, so I was <laughs> like, well. He he probably wants it, so I bumped it down. Okay. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, I like the first uh, Steins Gate. Yeah, I've okay. watched the first episode of this one. I thought it was alright. Um, so I'll just read the synopsis really quick about like what this sequel. Actually, I won't because it's like really long and not necessary. <laughs> so, um, basically, Steins Gate Zero takes place pretty much, pretty much like pretty much right after straight the events. Straight back, uh, yeah. like straight up, like. Boom! We're back in it. Like, and I and I really like that because, well, actually, no, that scares me usually because I'm I'm always afraid that the writers and directors won't capture the tone of the original. But this felt like this felt like as if I just hit play after the last episode of Science Gate sure. immediately. Like, I, it feels like the next episode just started, mm-hmm. and um, so Okabe um, currently finds himself in college. And the cool thing that they're tackling right now is that he has, he's suffering through trauma of failing to, to save Kurisu. And I didn't think they would go that way, but I think it's really cool that they did, that they're tackling this, this mental block that he's having. So he's trying to, he's trying to shed off this, like his whole like alter ego that he's been very proud of in the past. The, uh, the honing Kyoma, he's trying to, he's trying to like, shed that alter ego he's trying to just be okabe he's trying he's in college he goes out to like to like mixers to meet people he's, he drinks with friends total normie and he barely hangs out um with his friends from the original series and something that's interesting that they say is that he hasn't gone back to the lab since the events of science gate which i think is so crazy because that lab was such a huge part of the story and part of his character um but it makes sense that since he's traumatized from losing Kurisu and that he's dealing with shedding off that past and that alter ego mm-hmm. so I, I really think that the first episode did a beautiful job of being like hey dude we're back in it here's the context and here's a character that's suffering because of his past like he made a sacrifice and he, he hasn't forgotten because he's aware of all the timelines um, and he is suffering through this mental block from this PTSD. trauma. He's PTSD. Thank you. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah. So it's very visible PTSD, and um, it's visible when um, oh my god, what's her? What's what's the do do do? What's her name? Mayuri. Do do do. Yeah. Do do do. I forgot her name for a second. Does she still do that? Um, yeah, you got it right, Mayuri. I don't think she has yet into the show. Actually, I think she I, did. Interesting. I, I think she did first episode. Oh, I don't. Know. I guess I don't remember it, but um, yeah. So, and I like that. Even even if it's Mayuri being like, "Hey, Okabe, let's go back to the lab. Where everyone's there," and he's like, his face is very visible. He's just like, "No, like I I can't. Like I can't go. I can't go back there. Like it's not a good place for me." And that was cool. I really I didn't think they would go this way. They did, which is awesome. 
And then episode two, uh, episode one ends with him going to a conference about like time travel or, or no, just a science, just a science conference that as a part as a college student he's going to. And then at this conference, um, I'm just going to talk about the overall episodes one through three arc. I'm not going to split it up between the episodes. Go for it. Yeah. So he goes to this conference. He meets the scientist that was a, a partner of Kurisu back at her college. And they start talking. And she's like, oh, wait, you knew Kurisu? That's crazy. Like, let's talk. So they're talking about her. And he's, like, having a good time reminiscing with her about Kurisu's habits and everything. And then she's like, hey, by the way, like, we're working on this thing that Kurisu was working with me on. Um, an AI that can store human memory. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And they're like, yeah, if you want to come test it out, like, come test it out. And uh, and But the reason he says yes is because... She says, yeah, the AI we have, I forgot what the name of it is. They call it something else, but it's it's an AI formed from the memories of Kurisu. Mm. So, and yeah, he, he, that freaks him out. He's just like, no, 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 no. Like, is there a particular but, reason for that? Or is that just, you know, coincidental? Well, I think it's, I think it's because she was the, she was the scientist that was heading the project with this girl. So when she, um, when she passed, which is something they revealed to, to Okabetum. Uh, also, I, I almost went. I almost said Spanish también. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know why, but they they informed me that she passed, and that's why they're using her memories because she was the one working on the project. So she, like, it just made sense to do that. So he's like, "Oh shit, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, I'll go and check this out." So he goes to the lab. They walk him through everything, and then all of a sudden, he's like, "Okay, go." And boom, all of a sudden, Cruz pops up on the on the computer screen, and he is like, you can see through his face, like a million emotions go through his face. He's just like, whoa, 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 this is like too real, and couldn't handle it. And he was like, and then it was cool, it was cool that whenever Kurusu would say something, because in this timeline, they don't really know each other. So, but he knows it, but he remembers everything, because that's the ending of Science Gate. He sacrifices the timeline where they meet for her to be safe, but she dies anyway, unfortunately. Um... And he and every time she says something, he would respond the way they used to talk, and she'd be like, "What the fuck? Are you, why are you talking to me that way?" And he's just like, "Oh, like it's, it's because whatever." And I thought that was really cool. And I have I've watching a little bit more than the, than the than the three episodes that are out right now, and it's really cool. I think it's really really cool that they're taking this like trauma. Uh, turn for Okabe that he's like shedding his old persona which he was which was such a huge part of his character and um yeah so now he's dealing with the fact that he can talk to his old love um that doesn't know him uh but he knows her very well so it's it's a really interesting kind of trippy sci-fi aspect like Mm -hmm. approach to the show and I really really like it I don't know Manny what do you think based on the first episode uh, the first episode, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I, like you said, I like the fact that he's going through PTSD now. I think that's very interesting. And um, trying to get back into it, basically. I yeah. thought that was very... Yeah. I, also, I also like that when he did eventually get the courage to go back to the lab, everything was just so, like, just like the way it was in the first mm-hmm. season. It felt yeah. so good. It, it's so really good to see all those characters kind of, like... Come be consistent together. in in a, yeah. in a consistent way too so with yeah. with how good of a direction this is for me it's You're very failing interesting it? <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> i love it but now we only have now. seven anime <laughs> guess we gotta pass horse girls 
<laughs> Which might be the listener choice, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so with how good they brought it back with such a consistent tone, it feels like it didn't ever stop for the last many years, actually. Um, I'm very happy with the way it came back. I love the direction they chose. I'm really just interested to see how it plays out at all. So I'm super happy to pass um, Science Gate Zero for this season. Yeah. All right. So was there a discussion to be had regarding uh, uh, what the listener choice might be? Anybody have a prediction? One, there was one that I wanted to mention because there was an anime that is that was my backup, and I super regret not moving it up in my list, and I feel really bad, and I want to apologize to people <laughs> because when I first watched the PV for Hinamatsuri, I didn't. I never read the manga, and I thought it looked ridiculous. I was like, "This looks silly. I'm gonna put it on my list." I've been watching Hinamatsuri, and it's really good, <laughs> and I I really regret. And it seems like everybody who's watching it loves it, and I really regret not moving it up in my list. So I'm hoping that that will win the uh, listener choice. Okay, but, uh, okay, no yeah, lobbying. Yeah. I actually have no idea. I'm like really stuck on the, the couple that are left. Um, uh, I'm more in line with what I know I don't, I hope doesn't pass, but I'm not going to mention those just because I don't want to lobby against them. But um, <laughs> honestly, I'll, I'm, I'm just interested to see what the listeners pick because there are so many different kinds of options left over they're pretty good still so yeah to uh bring it i mean you pretty much just have to look at the list of how frequently watched the shows are and look at the ones we like what is the most frequent show the most frequently watched show that we've had that we failed and just going down the list and the most frequently watched one that we failed is persona 5 (laughs) so it's really the only one that has an audience of any kind of size that we failed (laughs) so that one has a really good shot of making it. After that, the next one that we failed is Golden Kamui. That one has a that one doesn't have I feel like that one doesn't have much of a shot, actually. Yeah. So if I, I if I had to guess, I'm gonna guess it's either gonna be Persona Five or it'll be the damn horse girl horse girl show just to <laughs> troll us. Well don't say that, now they will. Well, <laughs> I expect it anyway. Actually, I do see a lot of people on our Discord saying Hinamatsuri is like one of their favorites of the season. So yeah, I I've really seen, I've seen that conversation too. Yeah. But uh, yep. I guess I guess we'll see. I'm I'm genuinely interested because this season was so hard for us. Trust mm-hmm. me, our 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 host group chat was a lot of like no but this, oh, no man, but that, no fights. but this, no but that. <laughs> like it's this was hard had... for us. So I'm sorry to all the people out there that liked shows that we failed, but uh, yeah. Shit was tough. Doesn't tough, mean tough bad, tootsies. though. Tough tootsies. <laughs> yeah, tough. Deal it's with just it. tough luck. Tough luck this season, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have we have now passed our eight shows, and they are Megalobox, My Hero Academia Season 3, Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory, Hisone Tomasotan, Wotakoi, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Loop in the Third Part 5, and Steins Gate Zero. So we pretty much covered most of the blockbusters and with a couple extras, so... All right, mailbags. Wow. Mailbags. Let's do it. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 M-m-m-mailbag. Bag, bag. All right, who wants to read the first mailbag? 
If you want to, by the way, if you want to leave a mailbag, you can do it on our, on our website, www.aapodcast.com. And at the top, there's a bar that has most of the navigation that you need. There's a mailbag button that takes you to the, that will let you submit mailbags. And right next to that, you can join our Discord and also uh, join the AAA podcast so you can get all of our exclusive podcast content that no one else gets to hear except the special people. So mm-hmm. who would like to go first with the first mailbag? I, I can read it. Oh, she's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited to be here. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. <laughs> this is from Repentant Reprise. Hello. What is the most painful character death in mm. anime you've experienced? Mm. For me, there was a character who died from cancer. I bawled my eyes out. Thought about the character and impact of her death on everyone for days. Um, it also helped me to realize that if someone I love or care about develops cancer, that that they tell me... Wait, what? I realize that... It also helped me realize that if somebody I love or care about their loves cancer, that they tell me. It was the most painful thing to watch this person keep this information from her loved ones, only for the inevitable death to come away anyway and cause more pain because of perceived mistrust. Sorry, I screwed up that reading. But, um, no, you're good, you're good. My first one was super basic, and it was Otanashi from Angel Beats because it actually made me cry. Because it was so sad to me that the... Uh, Oh, I guess we're going to have to put up spoiler alerts for these anyways. Not that that one matters. Everyone knows. But um, well, yeah, it, just because the rescue team came like literally minutes before, like after he died. If he had just hold, held on just a little bit longer, he would have been fine. It made me so yeah. sad. And I cried on that one. I remember um, that, actually. There was actually another one that was super personal. And I might get a groan for this one. But it was um, character Yuki Kono from the Mo- Mother's Rosario uh, arc in Sword Art Online. That one hit me in a really personal way because I'm not a massive sort of online fan. I think most of it's okay. There are some arcs that I really hate it. I really did not like the movie. <laughs> but this arc really hit me hard because it's about, um, and big spoiler alert for this one, um, it's about a group of terminally ill patients who are being held in medically induced comas, but they have the gear on because the hospital hopes that keeping their mind active will help their recovery and it's this girl who in this arc barely had kirito in it at all it was mostly this girl named yuki and meets asuna and she wants her dream is to get a realm first kill on a boss with her guild oh, i remember this yeah yeah so i'm getting emotional talking about it because it, like i'm having flashbacks but um <laughs> it hit me really hard but um she wants to get a realm first kill on a boss so that her name and her guild's name are up on this monument forever. And she'll have her, like, a mark that proves her existence. And uh, she does get the kill, and she does, unfortunately, pass away in Asuna's arms. But she's surrounded by all of these, like, her guild mates, and she's surrounded by all these people who came to see her off. And it was just so emotional for me, because... I, I could definitely see like VR like like being used for medical purposes and for that like therapeutic, one, oof, yeah. Oof, that one hit me so hard in a personal way, but um, yeah, I I just love that she got to make her mark on the world and yeah. Anyways, that was mine. <laughs> for me, it's probably other than the obvious things like Grave of the Fireflies, etc. It's probably Nagisa yeah. from Clonad. That was a pretty tough death. Yeah, it's always going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there are lots there are lots of other ones, but I mean, I don't need to say them all. You know, yeah. it's not necessary. I, I, uh, 
I have one. It's a very recent uh, anime. It's from The Great Passage, Fune no Amu. Fune wo Amu. Um, it's when... Oh, I don't want to... Whatever. Spoilers. Um, spoilers are when, coming. Spoilers are coming. <laughs> it's when uh, Matsumoto, Matsumoto-san dies. Um, he was like the boss Oh my God, office. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you ruined everything. God, I hate uh, you. I'm never listening to this podcast again. You suck. <laughs> it's when, uh, whatever, this anime is so overlooked. It's ridiculous. I hate that no one watched this anime. Um, it's so beautifully fucking made. Anyway, when he passed away, it hit me super fucking hard. Um, but it was beautiful to see the surrounding characters uh, recover and succeed afterwards. People can't watch I'm shows s- like this. They're, they're too busy watching Food Wars. I'm sorry, what was it called again? I... I missed uh, it. I'm so sorry. In English, it's called The Great Passage, but Great the passage. Japanese name is Funewa. It's the show about oh, the people the that hang in the dictionary. The dictionary? Oh, yeah, the okay. Dictionary one. No, I know what we're talking about. I'm so sorry. I think Chiaki really loved it, which I totally yeah, uh, which I, I totally see. I watched the first episode and then I just got busy and forgot about it, and I feel really bad. Dude, <laughs> so, are there not enough titties in this good. one? I couldn't watch it. Oh god, <laughs> the voice of the anime community, everyone. <laughs> Who's next? Um. The next mailbag? Yeah. It's already Vegeta writes, it's award season, so I wanted to ask, do the winners of awards make you likely to try out an anime? Whether it is a Japanese award winner or, or a winner from the good old U.S., have you taken the highest praise as a recommendation? Well, uh, if, it's the, if, if it's the Oscars, uh, then I think no, because I almost never go back and watch Oscar movies that win awards because, uh, first of all, the Oscars committee is so corrupt, it's like a joke. And I watched the Oscar. I watched the Best Picture film this year at prior to prior to the Oscars happening, and the one that won. And I was like, I was like, The Shape of Water is a weird ass movie. Like, I get it's it. A, it's like it's like film noir and it's artsy, but like, what a weird movie. Like, that did not feel like the Best Picture of the year to me. So, I don't know. The Oscars is such a pile of bullshit. And then the and like anime awards are even worse. So I I have to say probably not. I'd say, yeah, if something wins a reward, I think it's more my desire just to know what everyone's talking about. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'd say awards make me more likely to go and check it out. I think um, if I'm already prone to watching it, it winning something will push me to finally do it. Um, it's I, For me, it's rarely so that the award is the sole reason as to why I end up watching something. I'm usually more in for... A friend recommendation that knows me or um, just like really good uh, like ca- like staff behind it gets me um, and just initial impression after watching like a trailer or something. That's what gets me usually. But award awards, that's so subjective and the people that vote on these things are not people that I relate to all the time. So it's not really something for me that pushes me to watch something. All right. Next mailbag. Who wants to read the next one? Yeah, I got it. So, Unique Freak X writes, Hey, AAA crew, I'm a big fan of Battle Royale and survival-style anime, but I feel like I've seen a lot of the good ones already. I've watched all of the Rampas, Fate Zero, Akamega Kill, Future Diary, Juni Tyson, Magical Girl Raising Project, and Batum. So I'm wondering if you have any recommendations to... Oh, sorry, I spit my tongue. Ow. 
Oh, so no. wondering you bit your you, tongue. I, I just oh, bit yeah. my tongue out. He bled for this so, podcast. I bleed for you, unique freak. Um, <laughs> so I'm wondering if you have any recommendations for some good battle royale or death game style anime. Thank you all for keeping me addicted to anime. Um, I actually don't watch a lot of these kind of shows. Yeah, same. I had a hard time. The one that I was going to pick is the one that Mitz picked. <laughs> yeah, X. XTV from 2000, I think. Is yeah, I think so. Absolutely what you're talking about. And you didn't list it on your list, so I'm guessing really you haven't good. seen it, so you should watch this. It's pretty good. Um, Does Bocarano count? Does that count mm. as a battle royale-ish? I don't know. Um, about the kids who discover that a strange cave and um, meet a guy who uh, gives them the offer to play a special game where they uh, to, like take down these monsters. You want to play a game? <laughs> and uh, they think it's just a game, but then they find out that it's like real. So uh, it, it, I think, yeah, I don't know if that counts as a battle royale though. You know, it's a it's definitely really a survival good, game. I think. You know, it's but, a really good survival anime. What? King's Game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jesus that's the problem. God. I could think of more battle royale survival in manga, but not anime. There's a lot they haven't made. I'm King's joking, game. by the way. Jesus. Fam. I know. I'm joking, fam. King's Game, not worth your damn time. No, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, no. Please don't watch that. Anime. All right, the next, the last mailbag's from Flick the Bean. Why do people do this? I'm going to stop reading, I'm going to stop reading mailbags from people who pick inappropriate names, by the way. If you get, if, or I'll just re- delete your name. If you get, hey, Mitz, so, uh, yeah. do you want to flick my bean? Oh, no. Just stop mm. it. Just, just stop. Hey, uh, you trying to flick it real good? <laughs> huh? Sir, I couldn't Man, speak I over over silence. the. I couldn't speak over the process of myself sw- re-swallowing my vomit. Um, <laughs> flick the bean writes: If you got sucked in to an anime universe, who would you like to be and why? As for me, Kotetsu Kabudagi from Tiger and Bunny. As I'm work, as I am a working father of two girls, he is a good role model for, of a father. Thanks for making my work go faster. Keep up the good work. Mm. Mine's weird because normally people wouldn't pick something where you could die in it, but uh, I picked Yoko from Twelve Kingdoms because she becomes like a badass it's queen. Because you're a because you're a damn model anime citizen. <laughs> Because you're a model anime citizen. I like that. I, like um, that. I also picked it because uh, she starts off as pretty weak. Like, she's terrified. And I think, I don't know, I, I really like her character progression. She goes from, like, this kind of very timid girl to a very badass queen. And that's what I would like. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I would, this is, like, where I go to my go-tos. I would love to be Koyuki for so many reasons. One, he uh, becomes comfortable with his depression. He expresses it through music. He becomes a successful musician. He gets one of the one of my waifus as his girlfriend, Mahomi Nami. Uh, I don't think it gets better for me than that. <laughs> <laughs> music, touring, friends, fucking best girl. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. For yep. Me. Um, for me, it's the the the, fa- the the faceless main character of the uh, of the oh, critically acclaimed award winning hentai Last Train to Gropesville. 
Oh my god. No. I Wait, like you're to... gonna get mad at the guy for the name flick my flick the bean and you're gonna say that? Excuse you? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you again? Uh, you're speaking to a model anime citizen. Yes, that's Mitz. <laughs> Look, just because you make a, 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 a recommendation like Twelve Kingdoms so you can suck up to the Pope doesn't oh, okay. mean doesn't mean that I can't be in my last train to Grobesville, okay? Well, well why do you gotta rain on my parade? I'm so Mitch, sorry. Mitch is gonna flick all the beans on this damn train. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh Jesus. He's gonna have a, a bean in each finger, flick, 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 flick. Oh god. <laughs> no by just lined up in a row. By flick, the way, flick, no flick, one flick. flicks the bean. Just so you know, no, that is not, not a good, not not good technique. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> that would be so shitty. You would get you would get kicked in the face. <laughs> All right, so we're done. Happy Mother's good Day. Good God, oh we're done. God. Happy Mother's Day, people. By the way, <laughs> next time you see your mother, just think about flicking the bean. <laughs> no, and you'll be no, and you'll be good no, to go. Stops. End the episode. End it. <laughs> All right, so you can find us at our website www.aapodcast.com. If you go to oh, <laughs> aapodcast.com forward slash join, you can hear us talk about uh, our, our hobby addicts, our, our after parties, and our hentai episodes. If you if you if you need something to keep you busy at work for the next sixteen years, we have you covered. Um, that's how many episodes there are in there that you haven't heard. So Ooh. for sure, I mean, literally, there's like four hundred and four hundred and forty of them now, or something. So. Check that out for sure. Oh, we talked about the and the video games that we that that the three of us all played growing up, like what our like what our very first video games were, which is kind of a fun topic. And uh, we're also going to be doing a hentai episode following this episode, where we discuss our hentai firsts. And rather than listing them out because that's very inappropriate, I'm just going to let your imagination run wild and tell you to go, you know, pick up those episodes so you have something cool, fun and cool to listen to. And of course, oh, Facebook.com yeah. forward slash groups forward slash a, 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 a podcast is where you can find us on Facebook and um, of course the Discord the Discord is where you really ought to be heading because that's probably the hottest place right now for us and uh, you can get that off the top of the website so definitely check that out and uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in and um, this is Mitsuki saying peace out and we'll see you next week yeah bye 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 guys <laughs>